Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey. Let's do the cold open thing. You know, we'll chat for a bit and then we'll play the theme song. And that could have just sounded like you were clearing a throat. Hey fam, no. what can no, <laughs> no, we don't do we don't wait, do cold wait, opens. Oh, I can't see if my if my microphone's working properly or not. Do, oh, do you want another chord? Is it do, this do, one? Do. It seems maybe it maybe it is right. Bop. Bop, 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 bop. Check, 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 yeah, check. No, that's good. Okay. No, that's good. Okay, cool, that's good. good. I'll hold mine like there. Okay, cool. That's a cold open. Great. <laughs> Theme song. Yeah. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name's Levins. We're trialing new formats. My name's Angus. We're trialing broken microphones. Uh, then they become working microphones. It's working. That's what we do. We uh, take something that's broken. We take a sad song. We make it better. Oh, I love that song. The Beatles said it. Um, I've been singing Beatles songs to my son, Archie, uh, who's going to feature in this episode. We've got two very special family guests we do. in this episode. It's literal hello family. Um, but I've, he's, he's right in. Actually, this is a great, great little bit. Uh, so, I was at Falls Festival yeah. uh, at the turn of the uh, of the, the year. Century? So, uh, the century. Turn of the year doesn't really work, does it? It doesn't. You said the start of the year or sure. New I, Year's. What is it? The turn. The turn of the, the calendar page. Yeah. Uh, and um, Josh Earl and Tommy Dasilo were there doing Never comedy. Never heard of them. No, they're um, fellow uh, Planet Broadcasting podcasters. Josh Earl does a great show called "Don't You Know Who I Am." Tommy Dasilo does a show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you get it? She said it was a great show And, and I'm like, he does it, a show It's real good yeah. uh, And uh, Josh I, is a dad as well He's got two kids um, and, Sounds uh, like somebody I know I um, had, to, had to do some dad chat Hashtag dad chat yeah. uh, With him I asked him This what, is dad chat now what, movie, what music does he listen to in the car with his kids? Because yep. uh, it can get Kids latch on to music uh, in, in, in Much like adults mm. But Adults don't inflict them on other adults as uh, often as children do. Some do. <laughs> um, some do on public transport. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, I'll, like Archie will latch onto something and that will be the only thing he wants to listen to in the car. Well, I know he, he was loving uh, Tyler, the creator's flower boy for a while there. Yeah. And uh, the other night um, I said to Tilly as she went to bed, can I get a kiss? And then Archie said, can I get a kiss? And can you make it last forever? Which so is good. What Kali, and then Kali he said, um, "Fuck school." Yeah, <laughs> burned shit. <laughs> Fuck school. <laughs> then he called me a um. What's the like 
uncensored version of Flower Boy. Scumfuck. Scumfuck Flower Boy. Yeah, that's what he called me. Peace, Dad. <laughs> and then Ollie'd on you. <laughs> so Josh um, recommended Casper um, Baby Pants, which is uh, the new... Well, it's not new. It's been doing it for like the last decade. The lead singer of the 90s rock band, novelty rock band, Presidency United States of oh, America, yeah. uh, who gave us Peaches. Uh, Lump. Little June bl- Buggy. Little June Buggy. Lump five. Kitty. Kitty. Um, uh, true, fun fact I didn't name Kitty after Kitty You did? No I didn't No I didn't okay. It's not very fun Famously played It's a sad uh, fact like One and two string guitars Or two and three string guitars I remember Right uh, They also did the cover Of Video Killed the Radio yes, Star for, for the wedding singer That's right And they were like They were the like Pinnacle alternative band For like young teens Yeah Because they were like Super catchy Super bu- I think they made two albums In like the span of nine months almost Well, like, so yeah, the, the, the first two were like there's an incredible article about the lead singer and how he like like the, they they just disbanded because they were yeah. forced to try and recreate that kind of one once in a lifetime success that first album because that was recently because sold- I remember they did a tour here maybe ten years ago and that was like a weird hey remember us tour even ten years ago yeah. it came across like no that. no no so that that, that that second album that they, they were forced to to, to record oh, like which immediately you can tell, after can't you? yeah because it sounds exactly it, the same exactly um, so he had like a not a nervous breakdown but he just was was he fucking hated being in that band that old and, disillusioned with the the music biz right but he he now creates music for kids as Casper yeah. baby pants and so he's jo- the bald dude right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure they all are now so it's really, hey age is cruel man <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, uh, he he was like, "You got to listen to Casper Baby Baby Pants." He's got like a ton of albums. This Casper is Casper Baby Pants. This is the one. That, but so Casper Baby Pants, they're really really fun. Are they originals or covers of both? Well, so because he has the rock connections, like who's the guy from Nirvana that isn't Kurt Cobain or Dave? Christian Overselic. He features on a song. What? Of um, what's Grandma Take Me Home? Grandma Take Me Home. Grandma, take me home. Sliver. Sliver. Yeah. They do that. Boom, 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 it's word for word recreation, but it's sung in like an upbeat, chirpy kids song voice. And it's like, it's like, Grandma, it's a take me home. It's It's like one of Grandma, the popular yeah. Nirvana songs. It's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So you have like moments of those kind of covers in amidst some original stuff. And, and I, like, I like kids music. Like Sesame Street's one Man, of my top time. five shows of all time. All time. That I still enjoy watching because the, the music's so much fun. Um, and yeah, so that, Best that, song that, on that, Sesame Street. That Robert Ducky one when Bird's trying to sleep and Ernie's getting uh, yeah, no, the sheep or something yeah, coming in. Cr- um, yeah. I have a feeling we've even spoken about that before. I, say, I dance myself to sleep. Yep, I dance oh, myself yeah, to sleep. I got that is my favorite yep. one of Sesame Street. I love Ernie. He's the best. Plus, um, burn shit, fuck Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Casper Baby Pants has two... Beatles covers albums. Oh wow! And they're just like like really mellow, uh, stripped back instrumentation, but like very kid friendly versions of songs that are already pretty kid friendly. Um, and so we've been listening to them in the car. And then the other day, I was like, hey, you know, these are all Beatles songs, Archie. And uh, and we just started listening to the Beatles. And now every night, I have to sing him. He goes, no, sing me new Beatles songs. New Beatles, old Beatles. So I no, but in like. He wants me to sing Beatles songs that he hasn't heard. Oh, good. Yet. Well, there's like 297, I think. So, so you got yeah. a lot of nights. So tonight I sang him um, Ubla Di Ubla Da. Oh, yeah. We, I saw Paul played that when I saw him. Oh, that's the rules. And then I sang him When I'm 64. The best. Which is a, which is a song that my grandma uh, had, like Richard Glover or whatever, who who hosted uh, ABC local radio at yeah. the time. Did he sing it for her? Or, uh, or he, pl- he played it for my grandpa on his 64th birthday. Oh, uh, that's, that's beautiful. Awesome. Um, 
It's funny uh, that the cast for Baby Pants had like both Nirvana and the Beatles because you know when Kurt Cobain was writing a lot of Nirvana songs, he said like he was obsessed with early Beatles a Hard Day's Night album. Oh right, and he's like I was basically just <coughs> writing those songs like about a girl. Like I love super. Fa- he said yeah. that was him trying to write a Beatles song. Yeah, like, wow. it's like that was me doing Beatles. That's he's maybe like, my favorite Nirvana song. Had, and it's like Sliver too. It's just yeah. like classic verse, chorus, verse, like what you know, very simple song and. A lot of Nirvana. I mean, there's obviously like a lot of punk and a lot of other stuff. But I think the reason why they were so big is that they they had pop sensibilities, you know, like different to Melvins and stuff. And I think that's a lot of the Beatles. Yeah, he was obsessed with like '60s pop. Angus, if you are listening right now and you love hearing the two of us talk about music, did you famously don't do for free? We we do it uh, for patron members only. Mm. Uh, We started a new radio show called Hey FM. Yeah. And the first episode went up last month um, and it is Angus and I going through our favorite songs from last year. We had so much fun doing it. I think we had a little too much fun. Yeah. Like in the best possible way. It was like, oh, this is, let's ditch this one and start doing this. Like I went to bed that night and and B goes, what did you get up to tonight? (laughs) Huh? Bit is too that, much fun. Is that is that music appreciation on your breath? <laughs> yeah, you smell like Patreon only content. Yeah. Uh, so you can go to, to Patreon.com/slash/HeyFam to uh, sign up. It's a couple of bucks a month, and that gets you access to a whole bunch of bonus episodes that we've put up there. We're actually recording a new one tonight. Yeah. Of HeyFM. That was um, a test run for it to see if we still got it. And guess what, dudes? We do. That's like I think one of the best things we've ever we've ever recorded. As oh HeyFam. yeah, it was fun. Uh, the, the if you want to, if you haven't heard it before the most recent one the first episode rather was favorite songs of last year it was just on that cusp of stop uh, losing relevance because it was two months in yep tonight tonight's even more so because it's uh, our favorite video game music but from last year which yep. I think is better than all time because you and I would need eight parts or something minimum to oh do. yeah I, I think we we will we will so I think. What we'll I want to do with, games. with Hey FM, yeah, exactly. Or franchises we'll or errors or, yeah, or consoles. Nintendo. Our consoles. favorite I think that's Nintendo good. 64 music yeah, episode. That'd be fun. It's, I do think comparing um, video game music with the limitations of the console, like 16-bit sound chip, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. going to be like... Well, there, there is some... Even though it's all from last year, there, there are some 16-bit games uh, this is that true. I chose. So, well, yeah. maybe I can't wait to do P, uh, PS1 era because like, I think the um, <laughs> Prodigy did every... <laughs> the Chemical <laughs> Brothers did like Wipeout or something. <laughs> just I'm just going to pick all my favorite Chemical Brothers songs. Um, so that yeah. is, uh, you know, if you want to pay a couple bucks to get some extra Hey, hey Fan. But you know what? Before we even get to that point, we're going to record an entire episode tonight for you for free. I know. That's the kind of, we're the type of guys. We're the what? We're the type of guys. No, we don't do it. Uh, uh, we we, we we're doing a free. Is we that, never did it. Is that bit dead? It, I, it was. It was never one. It was a one one sided bit. It was just. It's making, the only bit we have, isn't it? Absolutely not. We've got roasting <laughs> Tommy Dasilo, uh giving positive reviews to Star Wars movies. <laughs> What's a great only bit. covering Nintendo games. <laughs> uh, we we got plenty of bits, man. Tonight. Some of the bits you'll hear will include an in-depth review of both mm. seasons of a little TV show that we watched all of recently. Like a discussion almost too. Like we're going to go deeper than a review. We're going to do a, um, dare I say, an investigation. <laughs> an investigation into... Like the New York Times investigation. It's one of the ones you spend years doing. The show called The Good Place, which mm. is uh, the latest comedy that's been created by Michael Schur, who's previously given us The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I know the article would be called The Sure Thing, question mark, an investigation into The Good Place. <laughs> a sure thing. That There you go. Um, that could be tonight's episode title if you want. Okay. 
no one will ever find it no, except I was for like, say we should call it somebody white writing for the New York Times Googling to see if anyone else has done that title when they do an investigation on this. Do you ever do that where you come up with like a, 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 a like slightly basic Twitter joke? And you're like, I'm just going to, maybe I might just search this first to see if... Like yes, I, I had yes, this recently yes. when we were doing our... Um, I have. And I'm like, man, this is great. And you're like, oh, now I know why it's great because I read it two years ago. I had uh, this when we were doing our, um, our P.T. Anderson episode yeah. and I was watching Inherent Vice and I was like, more mm. like incoherent Vice. Oh, that's right. Vice. You said and you said like the Twitter Someone's stream. made a bot that retweets whenever Yeah, I think someone, you said on the yeah. episode. Yeah. I like, I like repeating content. It's like for new listeners. I retweeted we, myself from that episode. No, no new episodes are actually new content. They're just t- now that we've got 128 or something, we take snippets of each one yeah. and just repeat them, and no one's caught on yet. It's the greatest You're trick in the world. Um, but before we get into good place discussion, um, I thought we would update Let's you. Go to some bad places. <laughs> uh, we could update you on uh, some things that we've been enjoying lately, besides mm. mornings. Always enjoying a morning. I love morning. I get up early now. I get up. What's, what's, your, what's your wake up time? Well, it's funny, on the weekdays, actually, it's either early at 6, which is I know isn't early, so for some idiots, it's but it's early. actually early. I know how some people are like, huh, think 6 is, it's like, yeah. alright, you're so strong, because you're like having no sleep. It's very unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> 6 or maximum latest 7. I got up at 6 o'clock this morning, I listened to Hustler Music by Lil Wayne off his album The Carter 2, 8 times, then I went to t- and trained. That's while so thinking about listening to Hustle Music again. Um, Have you, you listened see, to that? That's Lil Wayne's best song, I think. Did you see that the Carter more, more free music is, talk uh, for you. now having to be released publicly? Well, Munch Crowley's had to give uh, like hand oh, over yeah. the um, Wu-Tang record and the because Carter 5. Because he's being because sued. It, he need, it's like seven point something Court million order. dollars in damages. Yeah. And Eat shit, you fuck One of those it. albums was worth like four point something alone. Yeah. So it's like, suck shit, you have to. And like... I don't know who owns it then. It's not the record labels. It might be like public demand. I doubt it would be, but it's going to be pretty wild. How great if we could all own a Wu-Tang album? A crazy Wu-Tang album that no one ever asked for. Yeah. That was the dumbest thing ever though. So weird. Like we're recording an album and then you can buy it and only one, p- and the contract is no one's allowed to hear it. <laughs> it's so weird. And it was like every live member as well, which I don't think they've actually had on any Wu-Tang no. records for like since 1997. Yeah, that's weird. It's so weird. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, keep it buried. <laughs> I hope someone else buys it. I was the drug lord. Yeah. Or, sorry, pharmaceutical lord. Um. Yeah. Well, what, what, what was the thing you said before? Oh, yeah. Morning Mornings, routines. Love it. I'm up early on a weekend, too. <laughs> it's a great episode. I'm so loving far. weekend. Yeah? I, I maxed that weekend out. I got up at 5 o'clock on Sunday. It's 5 a.m. And then I went, I drove an hour to where there are sand dunes. Where? Um, Cronulla. Oh yeah, and um, I watched the Riots. sunrise. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I watched the sunrise. I paid Riot. paid respect to the riots. Um, Which side? Well, we won't get into it. It's not political. Then we'll say it for the Patreon podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then um, I, I I went and I climbed up a bunch of sand dunes for two hours with. Uh, my, I mean, whatever my, you my workout whatever you want to do to get your kicks, man. <laughs> my, not my kicks, man. My fucking my my rock hard abs. You well, you can kick hard as well. Um, we have we also have a, a chat group um, that you can pay five dollars to to be a member of a month. It's uh, I'm, it's it's such a always it's the pinnacle of content. I bless I bless them with a uh, with a with a with a near nude of myself today. I, I, we're gonna yeah we're gonna get less on more people now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they knew that was coming, but I no no one complained. No one left. No, 
Well, there's this stuff that we have to put up with. Yeah, there's plenty of there's plenty of non-nude photos. It's basically of become a channel I've realised where Tommy Daslow is constantly trying to sell stuff and test jokes out to further his career. Yeah, Tommy Tommy is one of the people who paid to be in our, our chat group. Well, because we we're making fun of him and we weren't showing him what we <laughs> he were. He wants saying. to police it. Um, I, I've discovered now he's actually using it as like a uh, uh, like a marketing. What do you do? You know when you go to like test market research? Yeah, market research. Yeah. It's literally he's outsourced market research. He's paying us five dollars to get many more dollars worth of young impressionable minds. Well, let Tommy exploit you too. patreoncom slash Um So we're making money, Angus. We've talked about mornings. <laughs> we've talked about the Beatles. Uh, it's a weird what's left, opener, isn't it? What's left but the uh, the movies and television and video the, games? The that silver screens. Yeah, the small screens. And the Switch screens? Switch screens. Yeah. I've, been, I've been playing PS4 lately. I, 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 oh, I, wow. I am back on my Kingdom Hearts 2 shit. Yeah. I'm going to finish this game. I put it in 10 hours in the last week. How are you liking it? It's so it's such a good game. Yeah. Because uh, the reason I went back into it was I was playing Bayonetta. Oh, yeah. On Switch, which is which came out recently. Uh, the, the Wii U, U ports. Did you get them both? Um, yeah. And they're, they're really good. But mm. it's not satisfying for me on a gameplay loop kind of vibe. Yeah, uh, no, I know what you're talking about. The, Not with that game specific, but same reason why I dumped Monster Hunter recently. I was like, I see the loop, and it's not for me. So this one is it's less about a loop of like where of like upgrade. You eventually upgrade. Like you, you, you really have to grind through like these long chapters mm-hmm. um, that you can't save and tap out. You have to like uh, play the whole chapter, um, and and it kinda, makes and it, it makes you feel bad for dying. It's very like arcadey, and that you know you want to yeah. go for perfect. Mm. Um, runs so if you die five times has like all five skulls up and you've like you don't get extra bonuses and that kind of shit you basically like you. this you know hot witch who uh has guns on her feet and glasses and glass yeah what i mean it, it, the, the combat's really really she fun. looks like someone that bam majira would have drawn <laughs> he yeah i think yeah it was based off a ta- tattoo he got seriously while, <laughs> the art based looks- off based off a tattoo he gave himself yeah, while but, drunk yeah or gave one of the other jackass guys <laughs> while drunk. Um, but it wasn't ink, it was his piss. So I was playing it, I was playing the first one, and then I was like, that's cool, I wonder how much better the second one is. Much better, but then I... I, I played, oh, really? Yeah, I played like an hour of that, and then I was like, I still Did like... Did you finish one? No, you said no. Nah, I just I played like the first three hours. I'll go back into it's it. It's like a... It's the kind of game that I'll go back and I'll play one chapter of, and then put it down for a while. I mean, it's like a... And, how long is it? It's like a 12-year-old game almost, right? Uh, yeah, I guess... Was maybe, it on Wii? Maybe 10, no, Wii U. So, oh, Wii U, so it'd be like... Like eight, seven, seven years seven old, years old yeah. and the sequel will be like four years old, something like that. Yeah, times uh, have changed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's just the structure of the, of, of the, the the chapter breakdowns, mm. and so I, all I could think of was like, fuck, I wish I was playing Kingdom Hearts That's instead the worst of this. When you're thinking about, and then I was like, fuck, it, I'm just I can, gonna, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna play Kingdom Hearts too because I, I and I, I thought I got a, a lot further in it. Uh, when I started, I went straight from, I played Kingdom Hearts for the first time last year and then went straight into Kingdom Hearts 2 and I only played three hours the first so one. So Haley Joel's um, balls have dropped right yeah, in the he, sequel. He has, a, he has a broken voice now. Sora is, uh, yeah, testosterone and, uh, induced. Yeah, uh, Donald Duck's balls also dropped in, in Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Serious? Midway, no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, it's part of like, you unlock his, you unlock puberty. Still it's, can't it's understand a, him. It's a spell he learns. You know what? After all these years, I still can't understand him. Uh, some 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 voice actors are able to do the Donald Duck voice a bit more legible than others. Maybe it depends on what he's in. Like I know when he's in Ducktales, right? It's slightly more. You can understand it more. Sure, because he's got to talk to the other cast members. But when it's a Donald Duck cartoon where it's him like fighting the um 
the like ironing board or something, <laughs> like a whole episode about that. You don't need to understand him. But you also don't understand the ironing board either. You don't. No, it's a great silent actor. Um, all of Kingdom Hearts is subtitled. So even, like even for the, the English characters. Yep. They're all English. But I you think, can do it as yeah. a Chinese cartoon voice cast, right? <laughs> Dude, you know, you were getting people in trouble who make jokes about... Fuck, it wasn't fact, my joke. The fact that you uh, call anime Chinese cartoons. It's not sometimes. my joke. <laughs> it's not even my joke. But I've seen so many people say, oh, no, it's because Hey Fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're animated everywhere. Like, they're not animated in Japan. They're usually in, like, South Korea right, and stuff. Next time, before you make a Chinese cartoon joke, you have to look up the anime where I'm talking about and yeah. make sure that they solicited animation to a Chinese studio I would love first. to. Yeah. Right, I'll appreciate that. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2 is really, really fun. There's some bizarre worlds in it. There's a very... Um, like For the most part, it's very cartoony. You know, you you are a very anime-ass-looking mm. character. you got big um, hair, dumb-ass shoes, and leather. Yeah, it's great. And, and you go to, like, you know, there's a Mulan level, um, and then there's, like, a... Um, you know, Hercules Is level. Eddie Murphy and stuff in it? Like someone that sounds not like Eddie it's Murphy. Probably Eddie Murphy yeah. now. Like he hasn't <laughs> had a lot of work lately. That's uh, because he's a recluse, right? Not because he's... I don't think by choice. I think it's because he refused to pay for paternity for Mel B's kid, right? Right. Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, you're right. It is a thing. We'll go into that in a future That's episode. another episode. <laughs> the Bad Decisions of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. A hey Fam special. A Pluto Nash investigation. <laughs> We're just doing investigations from now on. We've seen the true crime... Um, thread rising. Yeah, so it's it's about time we got. We're on investigation. This train. We're investigating investigations. So I get like ten hours into into Kingdom Hearts two. I'm like flying through it, and I just got to this part where quite literally, right? Like you can fly in that game. Not I've, I haven't unlocked that yet, no. but I will eventually. But you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you, That's you, you glide. It's it's so sick. It's such a just like the combat is so simplified mm. and fun, and then you know if you want to complicate it, you can use magic spells and all this like yeah. weird bullshit. That you can, it's that there. You, you can ignore it, or you can just fucking button mash. The it's, game doesn't like punish you for no, not using. Especially it. this is considerably easier than the first one. I think, is it really thus far anyway? So I've only ever played the first one. Um, so I'm 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 playing it. I'm loving it, and then I get to these two levels, mm. and I know one of them is a return to Atlantis, which is the little, oh, yeah. little Mermaid world, which is my least favorite part of Kingdom Hearts One. So I'm like, oh boy, I don't want to go back there. What's this other one? Oh, it's a pirate ship. Oh, it's going to be like Peter Hook. Pan again. Yeah, it's not. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh wow! Was and this came re- out when that movie was out already. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pre like, that late late PS2 era. Oh, of course. Um, and uh, John yeah, so Depp. It's, it's a it's what John Depp. John Depp, yeah. John Depp. So, uh, someone. It's actually Eddie Murphy doing a <laughs> doing, doing Captain He does Jack every voice. He's, yeah. he's doing um yeah, just like the Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> he's doing a more clump clumped him. He shows hearts. up in fat suits. So like, well, we're not actually going to see that in the game. He's like, no, no, I need this. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, he mocapped all the characters in, in Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah. Uh, and then it's so like you've gone from like all these cartoony worlds and then suddenly it's this quite like realistic or at least like, like PS2 oh, wow. realistic yeah. pirates. It's not that great. It's actually Metal you know, Solid it's still level. fun. The, game, the gameplay still rules. But the fucking um, Little Mermaid level is you don't, you're not punching or kicking anyone. It's like a, it's a rhythm based musical level. Oh, wow. Which in theory could be great, but it's not songs from Little Mermaid. It's just like these shit songs that... Like that, someone who isn't the original voice of Sebastian is singing. It's so bad. Wasn't there an Atlantis Disney movie? Sure, it's not based off that. That's Atlantica. Atlantica. Is it Atlantica? No, I think wait. it's Atlantis. I think it's called like the Lost City of Atlantis. 
No, Atlant- you're right. Atlantica is the name of the of the world. From oh, Little and that's Mermaid. what Little Mermaid is. Yep. So you're like Sebastian and all that yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't get the rights, probably, or to Little Mermaid songs. Uh, I, I think uh, you, you get them later. You just have to endure a bunch. Like it's a long fucking level of that's just a punish. Whole... Yeah, I don't know why. It's some idiot. Dude. It's probably Guitar Hero is big. Whatever. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. The shit I don't get, and I know what we've spoken about before, is they're like. 3.79 dream remixes and stuff like I don't understand why someone would call a game that well by the time Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out 7 years from now I'll Wait. have played all of the other Kingdom Hearts games and I'll be an expert anchor. how many are there in between there's so many weird little but what are they called bits. like one side, point something side, side Kingdom Hearts side, side chicks, chicks. <laughs> side keys um, yeah they're all like because they're all they're, they're a bunch of handheld ones and then there's a bunch of like kind of preliminary extra things and then revisiting the first game a whole bunch of times. Well, you know, I'm the canon lover. Is yeah. it all canon? Is the it timeline is, it all, is, is that why it's like 1.5 it, means it's yeah, like exactly. halfway between? Yeah, okay. A hundred percent. It's exactly like it's, it's. So why is there 3.7? Like who's decided this decimal two point, system? No, no, it's because three is taking them so long to make. So they're giving. Is it, are they like riffing on themselves? How no, I think it's just like they're, they're making these little chapters and then they just kind of slot them in and give it a point thing. Cause I don't want to say it's past three. But it fills a gap. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's, it's, I think it's, 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 it's almost. It's very. It's very you. I think. Oh, it's it's to me. Like that's why I guessed <laughs> what it was until I was asking you. So I answered it. It's extremely me. Uh, Angus, over on the Switch, did you download the Kirby demo? Yes. Yeah, Play I did. It? I played the last Star uh, night or two nights ago. Kirby Star Allies. Is it's it, fun. Is... Bits, I found it a bit slow. Yeah, it's, it's really, really slow. I think this is going to be a good one for me to play with my four-year-old son. It was fun. It, who, again, you'll hear later in this episode. That's right. We keep, we're, we're hyping him up. He's in a box. He's in the corner. We're going to feed him something when he comes out. And <laughs> we're going to reward him by giving us content. Yep. Um, yeah, it was fun. It looked really pretty. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, but um, I was also just like, uh, maybe not. Like, I'm not going to rush out and buy this. I totally think this is the kind of game that if people who have been like hanging for a AAA Nintendo experience just buy because it's Nintendo and that's why they got the Switch they're going to be so angry yeah because it was like Game Boy speed almost like I was trying to find out what was the run button and then I'm like <laughs> oh it's Kirby like you just have to pl- I mean it looked cute it was great I loved the um the power up system when you suck it, like you, you will suck in enemies costume off or oh, yeah. <laughs> suck, suck their like suck their sword off and stuff and then you get it and then you like suck off a, a snow guy and you get the snow sword going I like that me- me- mechanic. Um, yep. I want to know more about why I can't heart everything and become friends of everyone. Oh, no, you've, you've always not been able to give the suck to all the enemies in, in Kirby. See, I think Kirby, I thought Kirby was more open-minded. No, no, so there are some, there are some enemies that don't have powers that you just, they're just sure. fodder. So, like, Kirby speak. doesn't even... Kirby's, like, um, classist, then he only sucks off yep. people of, like, <laughs> special skill. Or maybe in the Kirby society, they aren't able... To, Bodied people and their, their their power doesn't allow them to maybe have the career they want or so maybe he's like the opposite maybe he's like being really nice to minorities I don't know yeah he's I, freaky he wears shoes he's pink yeah I think I was definitely taken away by how gorgeous it looks um and I think you know even though it's really really simple and, it reminded and it me of like a really Yoshi slow. story game or something like one of the kids skewed one not like Yoshi's Island but one of the like you know, like Yoshi's a, Story, yeah, yeah, the, like it reminded me of Yoshi's Story on sixty four, yeah. where they, that that, game that, was, that is a, such a slow game. Yeah. yeah, it was weird too because it came after the SNES one and was like steps backwards. Yeah, like it's never spoken about anymore. Like Yoshi's Island is still. Like, I have a soft spot for it. I have a soft. spot. I love the soundtrack because oh, it's, it's so weird. Yeah, it's weird, but I mean, 
it's never was the it wasn't like the the, the sequel we were wanting. God no, um, I'm never gonna buy it for the same reason I'm getting Labo because I'm a dad. Yeah, you've got a reason. See, I, I, I that's what it's seventy nine dollars digitally or something. I'll bring it over here and I'll bring my Switch over. And we can Love play. It. We, can, we can play it. I want to play a two player. That looks so fun. much fun co op. I reckon. Yeah, I actually thought it'd be good. I could play with Chloe, who's someone who's not a yes, hundred big game player, but that game your, was your, like, your four year old son. But it was uh. <laughs> It seemed like great pace for that stuff. Yeah. And two controls would be super fun. Yeah, definitely. Like on that, you can like, play like four players as well. Yeah, it looked, I loved it. And you get to beat that dickhead tree, classic Kirby style on your first level. And surprisingly for a, for a console that is so easily turned into a co-op console, mm. this is like the first proper Nintendo co-op game. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Was ARMS co-op? No. No, but I mean, you could play Versus. Yeah, but no co-op. it wasn't yeah. co-op. Yeah. Same as uh, Mario Kart. Snipperclips. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously Snipperclips. But that was but, like, a license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no, 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 that is that is a Nintendo game, but after it's, after it was made, yeah, all right. they, they bought it off an indie developer, right? Clever, clever their jeans were ripped, and they said, "Hey, put on these overalls, baby." So that's that, that wraps up the video game segment. I guess you want to take it over to television for a moment. Uh, yeah, TV. What you been watching? Do you know the Trump family was one of the first families in the world in the fifties to have color TV before most people had black and white TV. Wow, that's mental. Where did you learn that? Uh, a history podcast. All oh, right. Yeah. A Trump-specific history no, podcast? No, 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 no. They did two episodes on Trump, though. Right. Yeah. It was actually... It was the and dollop. those are the only two episodes you listened to? Oh, yeah. Right. It was. All right. The dollop. Okay, right. Yeah. That's the only two I listened to. I'd listen to it if it wasn't for me. But... I, but I, you were like, Trump, now this I can get into. He's a he's a self-made man that I model... <laughs> no, I, I... You know, I'm very fascinated by the Real, person, Donald yeah. Trump. I think he's... You know, you're, you're very fascinated in reality TV stars who then go on to do things. And, and there's been so Trump many. Is, yeah. There's been so many. You know, you know, you got to know your. You got to you got to be like, how did this guy get here? Like, I don't agree with anything he says, but very worth listening to if you have three hours to kill. <laughs> As a tour, I did a lot of housework and went for a lot of work. It was, yeah, it's wild stuff on there. But TV, uh, Atlanta's back. Robin season, it's called. Yeah, the not season two. The Donald and Stephen Glover joint. See? series yeah uh, the it, first it, season was so good i meant to watch the uh the, the first episode of the second season but I didn't yeah get around to it so i'm gonna watch season one again like while before i watch all of season two because i don't think you need to because that, i found that show worked so well you could watch any episode and it was like a self-contained short film yeah totally it's, just so like it's, a, it's a snippet of life yeah it's and and things. I, what I love is that, like you know, the plot never wraps itself up neatly by the end of never. the episode. It just kind of ends. And you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. And if you miss that one, chances are you're still going to completely understand what's happening in the second episode. You mm-hmm. know, in the next episode. And so th- there were some things in this episode where I was like, oh, why? Why is he waking up there? But it's so self-contained. It's the same. It's shot beautifully. It's parts of it are quite dramatic, and you're like, oh yeah, wow, like. Life in Atlanta is extremely different to my life in Sydney. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. it, yeah, and it, it, do, it does that well, and it explains why it's called Robin Season. And the cast is fantastic. Yeah, the cast is. Brilliant. Who's your favorite? Um, who's the third? Like the guy who lives with Paperboy. Oh yeah, he's amazing. He was Dustin? in. Dustin. Uh, no, uh, he's uh, uh, Darren. No. Darren. <laughs> Again, no research done. <laughs> kind of like we're bigger than characters. Daperdoy. <laughs> Uh, Does it even start with D? Why are we, why are we just latching on to D? Darius? No, Darius? Yeah, is it Darius? Yeah, it starts with D, definitely. <laughs> it starts with D. Dangus. Not quite. Why do we never do this? I mean... Darchi? 
Lakeith, I know Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield plays him. Right. Who is in Get Out and in Death Note and is like an incredible actor. But he's... Uh, Darius, yeah. Darius. Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. Was the he, fir- that was the first name we said. It was, it, was, it was the first five... It was the first <laughs> one of the f- first eight we said. Yeah, he's still my highlight. Just hysterical. So good. Very strange. Such a weird character, especially in like a, um, a show like this. Normally, you know, we, a lot of uh, like all black cast shows, they... Especially ones in the '90s, made very famous by Ice Cube and stuff. There were like particular roles characters played, and he's kind of this, you know, like mainstream TV show, like a character we haven't really seen before, like yeah, a guy definitely. who dresses like a certain. Oh, I know how this bit guy is going to be, but he's so offbeat and just odd. It's so cool and refreshing mm-hmm. on like a mainstream show. But yeah, you know, so sharp, so so funny, so self-contained. It's it's such a good show, and it, 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 you're watching and just like. Uh, you are like so good Like Stephen and Donald Glover Are such great writers and Yeah just, like, definitely You guys are so good And I You almost It's not a jealousy thing But you're just like I want to like be like Ah oh, this one wasn't good Well what I find for me Is that like I've always been a big fan Of Donald Glover But never truly appreciated Everything that he's been doing On the level that I like, guess he wants you to Yes And this is the first project That he's done Where I'm like Yep this is the best This is the best thing he's done And I love him in it You know why I think it is Because I think It is like a product that's made up of all of the things that make him up. So he's an actor. He's not my favorite actor. And I think he's my least favorite actor probably on this show in Atlanta. Sure. He's, like I mean, he's, his character is pretty unlikable. Yeah. And he's kind well. of this everyday guy, but it's, it's his acting, it's his writing, which mm-hmm. is, but it's also his appreciation for music, which I'm not like a huge fan of Childish Gambino by any means, but Atlanta's all about music. And I think it's the music choices are obviously so, um, particular and highlighting especially you know atlanta rap i mean migos were in last season and stuff like that but i think it's because it's a culmination of all of the stuff and he's like clever directing and stuff like it's all of it it's such a i don't think he's necessarily brilliant at each of those things alone but as together i think it works so well and it is brilliant it's like He's the sum of all those parts, mm. and Atlanta's like such a product for that. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think this is definitely uh, upper echelon television that we should uh, do another episode all about when the second season is finished airing. Totally. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. It's, we'll look, it's f- so look great. forward to that. But I was so glad to see it back. It yeah, was just, man. It, it, it felt so good. It just reminded me why we loved that first series so much and like consumed it within like I, I think I watched it once it all came out and consumed it in like a day. Yeah. Very late. And it's still season one's still up on SBS and stuff. And yeah, if you live in Australia, up. you can watch season one and two for free on SBS on demand, which it's is crazy. Free Apple, whatever. We watch it on, on, on Apple TV. Yeah, it's so good. Phones, whatever. And you can fast forward through the ads they make you watch. Yeah. Which is a very rare thing. Real ones. Yeah. Real thank, ones. Thank you, SBS, for a great uh, app. But yeah, it was great. Um, so uh, before we talk about movies, mm. specifically one movie about a certain little rabbit. Um, I just thought we, I would check in on uh, some big news that we uh, that we had the exclusive on last week. Big exclude drop. Uh, that was the exclusive news that um, Kevin Smith was in hospital uh, after having a heart attack. Well, look, I, I'm family. carrying a spare battery every day now because I got Google alerts turned on for heart attack, <laughs> trench coat. I was yeah, actually, I just went on his Twitter to see if he's like given an update in the last week, and he hasn't really done that much. He's got he's he's just kind of tweeting up get well cards he's been getting. But I thought I would bring your attention to one important tidbit. Guess how many people Kevin Smith follows on Twitter? 69? Yep. No, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he follows 69 people. Oh, man. I was like... Joking that's on purpose? Absolutely. Of course it is. That's amazing. 420 was too... His, his daughter begged him not to make it 420. Oh, he's so basic and he follows too. 
Who is it? Like, Mark Hamill, Questlove. Oh my god, Stanley. You know what they are? They're the people when you Eliza sign up. Dushku. They're the people when you sign up to Twitter. It's like you should follow these people. Yeah. I bet you Jimmy Kimmel's in there. James Franco Jr. Who's a DJ? Okay, he's not as basic as I thought. Sorry, Kev. Is, uh, get well soon, my friend. <laughs> yeah, he's listening. He follows Chris Hardwick. What do you reckon he's going to do now as a um, passion project? Post-heart surgery. Like, do you think we're going to get this new era of Smith? No, I reckon he's going to force his daughter to play himself in a biopic. Oh, man, I see that happening. <laughs> yeah. And not like a fake beard, but make her take like hormone tablets. Oh, my God. And get as fat, fat as him. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be so cruel. That's like some Lars von Trier level of like torture as a director. I mean, you'd think you'd stop at yoga hoses. You'd think that's it. That's more, that, I, I think that Kevin Smith's daughter went through more than Bjork did in Dancer in the Dark by Lars von Trier. Because that movie is hoses. so bad. You can hear our, our commentary of it instead of watching it on our Patreon. Um, God knows we wish we could. So Kevin Smith was not the director of Peter Rabbit. But oh, well, <laughs> I could have saved you at Google, so that's one bit of research. <laughs> that's what I was on my phone for just yeah. now. Peter Rabbit's a, uh, a new movie based on the Enid Blyton books. Um, did Love you, them. Did as you grow kids? up with them? Yeah, I had a little box set. Um, they were a gift given to me as a one-year-old, and I loved them. They were like little versions of the books, like maybe that high, like CD cover high. That's a reference that our uh, newer, younger fans wouldn't get. Yep. But I had them all, and... You know, I had Peter, I had the goose, had the fox. You mean Jemima, Jemima Puddle Duck? Jemima Puddle Duck. I was a fan of um, Benjamin Rabbit. I loved that little Scottish hat he wore with his little brown coat. You know, he has a little beanie with a pom-pom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was just adorable. Unfortunately, no pom-pom in, uh, oh, really? in the movie. So, yeah, it's, it's been made into a 3D live-action computer-animated comedy film uh, directed by Will Gluck. Will Gluck has given us... Did Easy A? The, Easy A? Uh, that's, a, that's, a good, that's, that's a good film. That's a good show. Uh, good, good With, um, it sounds like such a parent. That's a good show. That's a good show. <laughs> Just, uh, Emma Stone. But then he's also given us Friends with Benefits. About last night he produced and uh, Annie was the last thing he directed. Didn't oh, with um, the girl from Hunt for the World of... Uh, no, yeah, I know the one. Annie, the, the, yeah. you know, the, the musical Annie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so this is his first like kind of... Uh, animated feature Hard Knock Half Life, animated. man um, And the reason I went along to see it Was because I got an invite From a good friend of the podcast Me too um, But Will, I didn't go But for other reasons Will Reichelt um, Who we'll have on a future episode Of um, the podcast Because he works at Animal Logic mm. Who were in charge of the animation um, Of Peter Rabbit So like yeah It, it is a, it is a um, uh, Like a live action Movie with uh, you know talking animals and maybe a bunch they did you know like a Batman like a movie, Mad uh, Max Fury Road yep the yeah, that dinosaur like thing the dinosaur thing um, so yeah uh, Will with dinosaurs Will Riker well was the uh, the visual effects supervisor it's so great on uh, and he's like so not only I went in there going like okay this is a, a movie that my friend had an involvement mm. in um, that that like you know to be honest. Going in after seeing that, that that first trailer, knowing that James Corbin, I don't hate James Corbin, but like you know, he's certainly not someone. Ken Smith humor, doesn't follow him. That's exactly, Let's put it that way. Oh, he might. I didn't. I, I don't think he did. I only scrolled through like the first thirty-six followers. I'm going to say 69. he doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Man, if Kevin Smith doesn't have seventy followers by by tomorrow, <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> we all we'll know that he still doesn't follow him. Um. So yeah, I was kind of like the. 
you know, and, and trailers for kids' movies can be pretty crass, but this one was particularly crass, that first one. It was very borderline hop, the the movies. That or like a Shrek Russell. spin-off. Yeah. Um, lots of, you know, very, very popular music cues and, uh, you know, slapstick, gross-out humour and fourth wall breaking and that kind of stuff. And the movie does have all of those things, but it, I can't... It, it, there's a self-awareness on display and it pokes fun at itself throughout the movie. And Corbin, he, he has a charm. Like it's a charm. There's a reason he has a Tonight Show. Exactly. And and I, 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 I there's a reason he carpools, but also does karaoke with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who were carpooling with him. So our friend Will Angus, not only was he with the visual effects supervisor, and mm. I know that because his name is like the fifth title card to come up on its own in the credits. That's amazing. It goes like director, producer, writer. Oh my god. Will. Um, but it, Will's also in the movie as a Harrods employee. Oh, wow. Because um, I'll, I'll get to the cast in a minute. Um, so he, he, there's, there's some scenes in Harrods and Will plays, he has a talking role as a Harrods employee and he's the voice of one of the animals. And it's a, a rooster. He's a, pit, a rooster. A rooster yeah. stoles, steals the fucking show. You serious? Yeah. So um, we're going to invite, um, I, and I took Archie, my four-year-old son. Um, and look, if, if you don't need to hear my review of it, Archie also reviewed the movie. Uh, but first, hear my review of it. <laughs> um, I, did re- I did record an ep- a review. Dads before Archie sons. Did. That's right. That's my motto. It's tattooed on my head. <laughs> Dads before sons. Shut up. No returns. Um, but the cast mm. is... I just want to... Like, you know, last week I talked about Game Night, which I think definitely kind of subverts your expectations for like a kind of fratty, modern adult comedy. Um, and and with all... You know, it's not... A brilliant movie, but it's 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 really good for what it is. Mm. I think for a, a really kind of bawdy kind of you know, this is a kids movie that has a little something for the adults too. Comedy, I think Peter Rabbit is 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 quite good for 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 what it is. And uh, the the I singled out um, what's his name uh, from Game Night, uh, Todd. Oh yeah, what's his name uh, from Jesse. Jesse Plements. Jesse Plements. As like the, the reason you should go see Game mm. Night. The reason you should go see P- Peter Rabbit is, um, I don't know how to say his first name, his first name, Dominhall Gleeson. Oh, Dumal Gleeson. Dumal Gleeson. Yeah. Who, uh, General we, Hux. We know as General Hux from, from, from Star Wars. General uh, Hugs. General Hugs. General Hugs. Hugs. Hugging. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that's what, um, that's what Poe calls him when he prank calls him at the start. Oh, classic. Classic Poe. Um, so basically, he plays Hux in this movie. He's he plays the nephew of old man Mister McGregor, Father McG- who, yeah. who's played by Sam Neill. Yeah. Um, and uh, he inherits Mister McGregor's farm. Um, there's a lot of death in the first ten minutes of Peter wow. Rabbit, which I was not expecting. Um, and uh, he just pretty much plays Hux if Hux was like on a farm yelling at a rabbit. Great. And he, he's Peter Rabbit Poe Dameron. Dedicated to this, like he he's he. Puts gives a hundred percent to this movie, and if you enjoyed his performance as Hux, you'll enjoy this movie. I think is um, Peter Rabbit Poe Dameron prank calling him constantly. A hundred percent. That's yeah, great. The, that's the only his only movie is prank calling. Awesome. But there's like yeah, there's some pretty hilarious slapstick in it. Like the great, the visual effects are incredible. Um, and I was worried that it was going to be really crass and dumb the whole way through, and it teeters the line of almost going doing that, but it never goes full Shrek. That's great. Um, there's 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 not a Mention of a Smash Mouth. Okay, it does go full Shrek at one point. Um, at one point, a bunch of birds start singing 
Steal My Sunshine by Len. Oh, that's completely fine though. That's is a terrific song. Okay, yeah, I was playing it on the weekend. It's an amazing song. But why why have that in a kids movie in 2018? The, my, my main problem that I had with the movie was all of the musical cues. Yeah. I just like I, it's it's a Peter Rabbit movie. Just have a score. I will allow "Steal My Sunshine." Okay, because it is a also, terrific pop song. Which oh yes, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. Oh yeah, that's weird. Like songs I like hate hearing at the gym. Yeah, that's strange. Um, also, that song is just you know. Uh, hey, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Mr. Postman, and it's better when Joel Santana raps over it. Everyone it's better when that. the Beatles sang it, bro. Better sing that one to your your son. No, I, I sing Dipset. Over, over, over Beatles He comes and raps Yeah <laughs> um, So yeah look I, th- I Obviously I, I do not expect Anyone who doesn't have kids To go see Peter Rabbit But I want to see I want to support uh, My dear friend Will. Yeah if you want to see Some incredible animation um, Yeah Definitely go through And see it It's, it, it's really really lively And um, And uh... What's that? that so oh Mr. Postman Oh yeah, yeah sure I thought you were going to do um, Steal My Sunshine my head Damn it no. <laughs> I was lying on the grass that's the opening line. What's it, what does he say before the girl does her verse? Like, Karen, I love you. I'm just trying to get it. It's the best song, isn't it? <laughs> dun, 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 I, I want to learn the monologue before we the, the spoken song word. starts. Um, spoken, yeah. yeah, we should have spoken word. That's how word. we should begin every episode. I was lying on the fam. <laughs> fam. <laughs> so yeah, go see uh, Peter Rabbit if you have children. Um, I, I, I enjoyed, there was enough of it. That for me to enjoy the entire. You know, way members through. of Len were like actually part of Broken Social Scene. Like it was like a pop. Yeah, thing that... wasn't like everyone in Canada a member of Broken Social Scene. Oh yeah, point. Justin Trudeau was like the drummer. <laughs> Drake was in it. Celine Dion, Brian Adams. <laughs> You've been talking to Mark. It's lately? a very undone the sweater song opening when songs used to have talking at the start. Yeah, totally. It's, it's so weird that when a band is kind of committed to having. Weird nonsense that meant it's nothing. It's also unnatural at the start of because yeah. in the studio it's like, oh, start talking. Like when it. Yes. So now imagine a CGI animated bird singing a rendition of this song with changed lyrics that I couldn't pay attention to because I was too baffled that a that a nineteen ninety seven alt pop song was in a two thousand and eighteen kids movie. It's such a good song though. It's a great song. I mean, I play a lot of nineties parties. I, I, oh, I rinse of course it. you'd be yeah. I played this at a uh, Mardi Gras party on the weekend. It was not at all appropriate, but I thought it was... No, it was It was good. Awesome. It was from the movie Go. Remember that film? Yeah. I normally play this out of Lucky by Britney Spears. Oh my God, there's the lyrics. Hey, Matt. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> you talked to Mark lately? Uh, uh, let's, let's do it. Okay. You, okay. You, okay. Um, I'll be Tim. You be, you be Matt. I'm going to put on the music at the start and low so we can get that. Okay, all right. So we're gonna, we're gonna do it. This is this is the Hey Fam rendition of the opening forty seconds of "Steal My Sunshine" yeah. by by Len. Your Tim, go. Cool. Hey Matt. Yeah, wait, Tim. No, wait. Got to wait to the. Okay. Dun, dun, no one can hear the music. Hey, hey Matt. Yeah, Tim. Hey, you talked to Mark lately? Uh, I haven't really talked to him, but he uh looks pretty uh down. He looks pretty uh, down. Yeah. Well, maybe we should cheer him up then. What do you uh suppose we should do? Well, does he like butter tarts? <laughs> what? That's the fucking line? That sounds like when you get those fridge magnets that are words and then you rearrange them and does just he, make yeah. them crude things. You know what I mean? Does he like butter tarts? And maybe it's a Canadian thing. Maybe it makes perfect sense. Angus, do we want the uh, the SEO to be good on this episode or do we want to name this episode, Do you like? Bu- does he like butter tarts? <laughs> I would call it, does he like butter tarts? It's fine. <laughs> we, we went 90-something episodes. <laughs> 
Um, so let's hear Angus's. Sorry, not Angus. My other son, Archie's. <laughs> Archie's review of Peter Rabbit. You did say Archie was actually upset that I wasn't there. We oh, should yeah, go into well, that. So he um the Does last he assume movie. Premieres? Well, the last like four movies he's been to have been premieres that you've come to as well. I know. And Lego, only... two Lego films. Yeah. Um, um, there's some other ones, but. And and the, the the Lego Ninjago Lego Ninjago one. Lego Batman the one, but that one in particular so he he won a Lego set <laughs> he sure did um, he won it he got this huge set <laughs> when we went to the premiere of Ninjago movie so we 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 leave the house <laughs> and it was so funny because I think I was sitting in the seat and it was, I was like yeah I gave him that right. <laughs> not like, not to be like a a, a free gift truther yeah but the reason. He got that was because he was a, little and cute. A, yeah, and and no matter where he sat, they're going to give it to a, him. a woman. Came by and took note of where he was. Oh, totally. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure that was it. Yeah, okay. like he was little and don't cute. Guil- was... Don't guilt me with this, Angus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as if I wanted it. I, no, the thing was, <laughs> I gave you a box of Lego recently, and you tell me you already had it. <laughs> <laughs> it was true. But you know and what? And now you haven't got your replacement. If I got you, it. You haven't gotten your Christmas replacement birthday present because Archie bought it for you in and Singapore. And I'm going to come over. And yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't want me to give it to you. That's he, so, so good. So anyway, we're walking to the bus stop, and um, he goes, "I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to see this movie with you, Archie." And he goes, "Me too." And I'm so excited to see Angus. Oh, and that broke like, my heart. And I was like, "Oh no, I forgot to tell him, Ang- Archie. Angus isn't coming." And he was like, "Oh no." Oh. Well. Do you think I'll still get Lego? <laughs> he now just associates. That's what you get at movies. You go to the movies and then a random woman gives you a huge box of Lego. Oh, man. See, if I if I did get it, I would have called Archie up and go, I don't want it. I want to give it to him. And then come across. And I, I, can I have the mic for a moment? <laughs> guys, guys, put the house lights on. I want this kid over here. <laughs> his name is Archie Levins. He deserves his box of Lego. And everyone look under your seats. <laughs> Uh, so let's hear Archie's review of Peter Rabbit, which is out in cinemas now, I think. Unless this is, I it wasn't the fucking review embargo. Are we in trouble, Angus? I've read reviews. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Um, they've been mostly favorable, right? Yeah. Patton Oswalt uh, tweeted like a glowing review of it the other day. It doesn't get better than that. He tweeted... I, I loved this interaction. He tweeted at movies by with Bob. Uh, oh, mo- movie, mo- Bob. Mo- movie Movies Bob. by Bob. Movie Bob. He was like, Movie Bob. He's like, Bob at Movie trust. Bob, it's a great movie. It's not the thing you think it is from the trailer. Like, I'm like, Movie Bob's become like this upper echelon member of Twitter society. He's, I like his YouTube channel. I told you it was great. And then we mocked him. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I, he just talks really fast. So when I, when I first saw it, if you see him and his head yeah. talking that fast, with I'm sunglasses like, on I can't him. take can't him see his seriously. Eyes yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with him most of the time. Well, yeah. So he, Peter Rabbit was his like least anticipated um, mm. movie of 2018. He didn't like Homecoming. No, he did like Homecoming. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You sure? Worry. Yeah, I think so. I think I saw him say recently he didn't like it. I think I thought in the, in the lead up to Black Panther he was saying after promising things from oh, okay. home, he said Homecoming and Guardians two were good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we're here. We're gonna hear Archie's <laughs> review. That's all I care about right now. When we come back. Uh, another very close family member. No, you're going to hear Archie's, which is going to take you to a good place. Oh, uh, yep, sure. And then we're going to go to an even gooder place when we discuss the surest thing in television. <laughs> With a special guest. So, see you soon, fam. Hey! Bam, 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 bam. Hey, fam, this is Daddy. Hey, fam, this is Archie. And Archie, we saw a movie on the weekend. What was it? Peter Rabbit. And um, what was Peter Rabbit the movie about? Um, there was there was an old man, Mister Mister McGregor. What happened to the old man at the beginning? 
I got something stuck in the neck. And he's not alive anymore. Yeah. And so a young guy comes from the city and he, he takes over the garden and he doesn't let Peter Rabbit in the garden. And why does Peter Rabbit and, and the rabbits want to be in the garden? I don't know. Because they like eating the vegetables. And, and then so Peter Rabbit and Mr. McGregor, they fight. And they, and they, Mr. McGregor said, I'm, I'm going to put you in a pie, then Peter Rabbit coffee. I don't want to say, I don't want you to put me in pie. I'm going to put you in a pie. Classic. Um, what was your favourite part of the movie? Was it, did you think it was funny? Yes. What was your, what do you think was the funniest part? All the noises. <laughs> All the noises? Yeah. What about the bit where um, they kept electrocuting Mr. McGregor and he went flying all over the, the house? Yeah. And also when the people try to let's open the doors. Yeah. They keep, they keep opening, but they keep pulling down like, like <laughs> that. Like uh, they have to go back well, up again. Actually, people can't see you flying around the room. You have to say, don't worry. Um, so who was your favourite character? Um, the red one. The red one. I think that was Flopsy or Mopsy. Why did you like her the most? Oh, she's not she. <laughs> They're Peter Rabbit's sisters. Hi. That's like how Tilly is your sister. Yeah. Hey, Archie, my favourite part of the movie was when um, I asked you who your favourite character was just after the movie had finished. And do you remember what you did? <laughs> Wait, what, what did you do? A fart. How big? It was the biggest fart you've ever done, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and before I went flying. <laughs> um, that was really polite of you to not to fart during the movie. Have you got any messages for anyone that might want to do a fart during a movie? No. You say hold, hold it in until the end? Okay. And then let it rip? Yeah. All right. Well, this is um, a great review. How many, how many carrots out of five do you give Peter, Peter Rabbit? Um, five like ten. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's as good as it gets on the Archie rating scale. Five like ten carrots? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, have you got anything to say to hey, the Hey Fam audience? Yes. What what have you got to say? A joy and warning. I'm all, I'm okay. Good night. And we're back. Thank you so much to, uh, for the the leading film critic Archie Levins for in depth reviewing. Now go to bed. Now go to bed. Stop talking about your farts. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the Good Place now, a great television show, and uh, to get even more insight than two beautiful boys can give. Uh, we have return guest making her third appearance third. on the, the HeyFam couch. Wow. Uh, writer and, and good family friend. Yeah. Uh, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Chloe Sargent is back. Hello. Hi, Chloe. How are you? We're good. Good. Angus? Yes, know. I'm good. Good, good to hear. I'm sorry, sorry I never asked how you are. No, it's, you already have asked. Did I? Did I ask Wait, the start, this isn't the start of the episode. We've right. established that. It's still the same time frame. <laughs> <laughs> is this canon? Is this part canon? Yeah, the Archie thing was kind of like... A, I thought this is... Archie was like Kingdom Hearts 2.7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> went, we went back and now we're coming back here. This is Kingdom Hearts 3 now. So I want to talk about uh, The Good Place. Um, it's a show that... I think started airing the first season last year before year before last mm. on NBC in America, but yeah. we get it in Australia as a Netflix original series. I think the rest of the world does besides America. So were they in, like producers of this alongside NBC? I don't know. Just, yeah, it's so strange, know. isn't it? Yeah, because it's a Netflix it, original here. Watching it, it feels like it's been made for the Netflix binge format. It's so serialized where. You that the, unlike Atlanta, you need to watch the episode before to get like it is well, so not just, serialized. I think a better thing to compare it to would be all of Michael Scher's other shows, where like yeah, yeah, like yeah, especially or... towards the end of all of those shows runs, um, a plot does start to emerge, but yeah. it's not. It's never all, all of his shows are far more about the characters, about the jokes. This is the first one of his shows, and of course we're talking about The Office, talking about Parks and Rec, we're talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. This is the first of his shows where the plot is first and foremost. Mm. Um, and I think for me, like that, this just made it such a remarkable and way more enjoyable show for me um, compared to all those ones that, that I have been massive fans of. Um, but So before we talk about Good Place, I want to know what everyone's previous favorite michael sure show is sure and uh and and what your history with with the show with sunny and sure is <laughs> chloe take it away um i think parks and recreation was my favorite but that was because i cared about the characters so much i think that was my my big thing yeah that was like mm. i remember the, that really amazing moment where um i would start crying every episode of parks yeah. and rec yeah yeah i still do I so my thing with Michael Sher shows is that I've never watched 
the entirety of any of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm a binge watcher. I always finish everything. I um, I, I've I've watched maybe three seasons of The Office and really mm-hmm. liked it. And then, well, look, let's be technical out of the way. It's not actually one of his shows. He was a. He became an executive producer towards the end, but he was kind of. I think it's a show that made him who he is now because he's was a writer. He actually wrote. He was a staff writer, then wrote nine whole episodes, was starring in it. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, he and Greg Daniels like then made Parks and Rec. Which was originally meant to be a spin-off. spin-off of The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was going to be about a politician trying to get back after a scandal, which is kind of what they did with um, Adam Scott's character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think, And that was, yeah, it was going to be a, a different show. But set and they were going to feature each other's characters yeah. or something. And Parks and Rec, like that first season is terrible. Mm. Yeah. And I remember... I feel like a lot of those shows were. Like Leslie Nope is like mean in it. Like it wasn't the same Leslie Nope that you get in the other seasons. Andy is like the most annoying character yeah. ever. It was like the first season of the US office. Oh, yeah, because he's dating Anne and he's like a slob that no one yeah. cares about. Yeah. I forgot about it's that. It's the same. It's like they, the first season of The Office 2 was just like Michael Scott's completely different compared to the rest of the seasons where first one he's just mean and gross and then he kind of, you like him in the other ones because, yeah, there's that level of heart, which he does so well. Yeah. Um, so watching like... What was yours? What was your favourite? Parks and Rec's my favourite by, by far, but still I never finished it because I think... It had such a high point and then like when it was, yeah, like um, Adam Scott's character, Ben and, and, and um, a- um, Amy Poehler's character, Leslie, um, Leslie like when I think it was the pinnacle of, of their relationship um, at the same time as Andy and April um, and those, those two relationships, which, um, who was it? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Chris Pratt and um, mm. uh, what's her name? Who played um, April? Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she's uh... in everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Angus! I look at you like like someone that has an encyclopedia. I just smile back at you though. (laughs) (gasps) Audrey Plaza. Thank you so much. That's why you're on the episode, Chloe. You know, you know the important. Isn't it Aubrey Aubrey Plaza? Is it? Yeah, Aubrey. Aubrey Drake. Yeah, it's Aubrey Plaza. (laughs) It is Aubrey Drake. It's Aubrey Drake Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She's. I know she's Puerto Rican. Right. I know that much, but I just didn't is, know. Is I know that her Twitter handle was Evil no. Hag. Yeah. <laughs> <It's right. laughs> and she's in Scott Pilgrim. She's in heaps of stuff. She's, she's the voice yeah, of Grumpy Cat. She's in Bad Grandpa. She's in Bad Grandpa. <laughs> What's that new one that she's in as well? Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. I she, was great, she was great in Legion. The, uh, the oh, yeah. She was great finished. in Legion. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think the when it was really focused on their relationship, it, it was so excellent when you had like that, the, you know, one of them. The, the Andy and April wedding episode the surprise one at their house um, or something. that was brilliant and like that they that they managed to turn like the kind of the two kind of most one note characters well actually no the most one note character in Parks and Rec Tom is Hanford. Tom Hanford yeah. and I think him Tom that they kept trying to do things with Tom when they made it him and Rashida Jones it was so shit that's when I tapped out same here um, that's actually when I tapped out and I wish I didn't I should watch it all again when they when it, when it was Tom and Gene Ralphio and they had their own business. That was great. That was great. But then, Entertainment 720. Entertainment 720. But yeah. then they were like, oh, no, Entertainment 720 failed. I was now like, come back to work. I, w- I was so stupid. They should have just made it just be this ridiculous thing and just had that be the, the, the comedic element of the show forever. And like, who cares how that makes money? Yeah. And then make get your dramatic, heartwarming parts out of Amy and April and... Even like Chris. I love like, you know, like uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Rob Lowe's character yeah. was... was 
was so warm and, and, and such a great, like, you know, getting the Adam yeah, Scott and Rob Lowe in, injection in that show is so, well, such a great era of TV for me. They replaced, he wasn't the lead. Remember, there was the other Mark Brandanowitz, the other character that's out in the Oh my God. So they changed lead. Like, the show. Brandanowitz. How did you remember his I remember the show. And then they changed. He was such a nothing character. Yeah, the show wasn't great until like season three. And then yeah, it became excellent three, and it became yeah. the show we all know now. Like, it changed a lot. You know when else it wasn't that That show great? done changed a lot. When Louis C.K. was the love interest. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. And he was a security guard or a, he cop? a cop. He was such a bad actor in it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like Louis C.K. But then, Louis C.K. is bad at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Except masturbating in front of women. Yeah. He's great at that. He's really good at it. Um, yeah. The, the Office, I'd only ever viewed as a comedy um, I was obviously- yeah, It's the Like it is the same thing Like you reach a point You spend I mean that show goes for over 100 Almost 200 episodes And it's like you spend that much time Or not 200 Like 150 <laughs> And you spend that much time With those characters Like you Yeah like They're like real characters now You know like all the office characters But and- I feel that way about Parks and Rec Like mm. you guys hit a point with it Whereas I didn't I was like There was stuff in it That I was like Ugh Okay, that was a breach and it sucked a bit, but I kept going and I still cry in the last episode, even though it's like yeah, I know a Seinfeld. A lot like. of people say that, that 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 final episode of Parks and Rec is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's then, like a piecing together kind of thing where it jumps. Back that's and right. Forth does a time, time jump, doesn't it? Yeah, but, but it's I, it still makes me cry. The Office is what like your favorite, right? The Office is even though it's not a Michael Schur show. Um, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying <laughs> again. Why are we talking about this? Well, he might be. Li- <laughs> he's probably got a Google alert and he's probably listening and he's like, but. I'd say that the office is um, is Parks and Recreation. It was a show I was zero point eight born to hate as well. I did not want to like that show because I was such a Gervais devout, head. Well, not Gervais head, just devout fan of like the Merchant Gervais series. Like those six episodes were perfect. Martin Freeman head, free free Freemason. We call ourselves. Uh, it was so perfect, and I was so upset when I heard a US version was coming. More so that the first episode was a script to script copy. Uh, but yeah, I'm so glad I gave that show a chance because it just became a whole entirely different show. And the mundane of it, mundanity of an office life is so great and it captured it so well and it just catapults it to more than what the UK was. The UK one's still a brilliant standard. They're, they're two different things, it, it, despite the fact the cover looks, you know, that they look like the same thing. I think the US one's aged better than the, the UK one. Oh, no, it's not even that the UK one is aged badly. It's just Ricky Gervais sucks. <laughs> Yeah, well, now he's yeah, just yeah, like publicly, yeah. he is just career and the stuff he does and says is so bad. And whereas he, I, I'm going to go out there, worst celebrity on social media. Oh, yeah. oh for sure, God isn't real. <laughs> yeah, God isn't real. Well he's well a photo of me again. with a cat, and it's just he's, like oh, it's so basic. There's yeah, photos that he does of himself looking uh, looking as gross like as possible, like mentally handicapped and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, yeah, don't do that. He does yeah. what? Oh, no, he did a TV show, Derek, where he plays like a mentally handicapped person, and it's just like don't do that. Yeah, he. Yeah, and like on the other hand, then you've got Steve Carell, who just comes across as like the most charming, lovely person. Did you guys watch Always. that special that he put together for HBO, where it was him interviewing or having a conversation with Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld, and Chris Rock? No, I knew about it though. I, uh, it was like no. such a big deal, um, and I remember what, what like it was like. Oh man, all these comedic greats, and. Why is Ricky Gervais there? Because he's not actually a stand-up. But whatever, we'll watch this thing. And there's the, the best moment in it. Wait, it was Larry David, wasn't it? Was one of them, I think. No, no, it was Seinfeld. It was Jerry Seinfeld. Chris Rock sure. and, um, and Louis C.K. Um, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld says, like, I'm the only comedian here that doesn't, out of the three of them, that doesn't say the N-word. 
about Louis C.K., which is because Louis makes it a big point, or at least made it a big point of his show to to say to like have he has a bit on it. That's right. Um, oh. Yeah, nothing sacred, guys. That- um, anyway, so they, they have a discussion. That the highlight of the entire thing for me, though, is um, they're they're kind of riffing on like a. A, a guy, an old stand-up that that Louis C.K. used to see when he was, you know, at some open mic bullshit. Um, he used to do a bit about um, standing on the dock of the bay, that old song. Um, and Chris Rock does like a adds a final little bit to the joke and has them all in stitches. And Ricky Gervais stands up to high five him, and Chris Rock just ignores him. Oh, that's actually like <laughs> something from The Office. Amazing. And it's really subtle. Like, like Ricky Gervais quickly realizes that he's not going to get a high five back, so he sits back down. But it's just really great. That actually that. sounds like something from The Office. Yeah. No, like, yeah, that's a David Brent move. That's a David. Oh, see, I love David. The character of David Brent. I love mm. the UK Office. But yeah, no, uh, The Office. I think for me, because I've sure. watched it all, and again, it has an incredible last episode. It obviously takes a turn when <coughs> Steve Carell left. But I remember that being such a crazy time to be reading entertainment news. Yeah. Because there was just so many weird... I was like, you know, logging onto the AV club every day. We wanted to know who that new boss was going to be. And it was, so it was like Will Ferrell for a big chunk and then it was Jim well, Carrey it was always, for a bit. No, it was. It, it goes to um, Ed Helms. Right. It's him. They But was, weren't there like... There's a whole episode Weren't there like fill-ins a, or like... There's an episode where they... Yeah. Uh, they all go really quickly. And right. you see that Jim Carrey comes in for an interview. It's an interview episode. It's like yeah. a two-parter and it's them interviewing different people. And Will Ferrell lasts an episode, I think. Right. Yeah. No, Will Ferrell is before. He's during it while Michael's there, I think. Right. Like as part of a handover, but then he dies of a heart attack or okay, something. Right. Fuck. And then you find out Ed Helms is the boss, but not really because... Um, What's his name? Why can't I think of his name? James, um... Oh, man. Uh, Ultron. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> Aubrey Drake. Drake. Who's Ultron again? <laughs> oh, James Spader? James Spader buys the business, but he still gets to be the boss and come here, but he's not really the boss. You know what I mean? They uh, kind of okay, cheated. Sure. Yeah, right. So it's... Ed Helms just gets promotion. Right. Yeah. Fun. We still worked well because at that point he was like the next Steve Carell in cinema. So have you watched the end of Parks and Rec? No, I'm no, gonna, I, I might watch say, it all. What, 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 what do you? Conf- what do you? Uh, and I really, I've seen compare? two seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I think is great. Yeah, so I've, that's that's the one I've seen the least of. Sure, not oh, because man. I Brooklyn Nine Nine rules. Yes, yeah, so I just I, I've never I've I've, I've the watched, cast rules. I mean, I've watched I probably like ten episodes all up. I, I, have I this, like, like it too. Really yeah. hard situation where like on one hand I'm always like ah all cops are bastards like a cab a cab and then I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine I'm just like oh, you guys are great like it's yeah, it makes, really it's a really looks, morally makes hard being a cop so fun yeah I'm like <laughs> none oh. of them wear uniforms they just hang out but so. Like the, the the Parks and Recreation plot, um, really only lasted a season, and then they would kind of reintroduce a new one for the next season. You had like you know Leslie Note going for mayor. Sure. You had them trying to fill the fucking hole for three or more three seasons, um, but mostly it was about relationship based plot lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Office was. Yeah, again, like it's like a romance ro- jam and ro- Pam. romance stuff. T- Jim and Pam, not Jam and Pam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jam and, and Pam. then, yeah, I mean, beyond that, it was mostly like, you know, kind of B plot lines that... Well, it was mm- like the office was, you know, un- you know, uh, they got bought out and then they got different owners and then will they, won't they be around? Will they have their jobs? Very much sitcom format. Yeah, it was set in an office. Like, and the genius of it was it was barely set outside of those walls. Like yeah. it was refined to that office. And it was a documentary. And the, the, I remember there's this great point. A lot of people 
say like, oh, you know, the, the show lost it when Carell left and that it definitely lost something big. But one of the best parts is one of them is on their computer and like, I think maybe the second to last episode of the second last season and they get like a Hulu alert and it's like starting next week, um, nine years in the making, uh, The Office. So you start to see them, the net last season, you start to see them actually watching it and being like, oh, well, I'm not like that. And then there's actually a plot line with like one of the camera people who you like, huh. they really work in the fact it was a documentary. That's cool. And he was, he becomes like close with Pam and well, no, he's been there. Like you've never seen him, but the whole plot's like, oh, he was there the whole time and has seen like the birth of their kid and their wedding. And it really, I liked that when it kind of peeled away and then they start getting recognized and they're like, oh, you're the guy that like did like a funny part of the show that we all love. It's actually now part of reality. Right. I think that's so cool. Like I love the fact we went to that extra level where they start being reality stars. Yeah, sure. That's cool. I mean, and so that was like, yeah, the the format of Parks and Recreation borrowed the documentary style. Yeah, but without ever giving a reason, really. And then they probably were used to completely ignored the fact that there was someone there filming, and you had like, you had that, you know, talking to camera. That talking heads, but they never said it was a document. It was kind of like weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it worked for The Office. We may as well just keep doing it. So does Brooklyn Nine-Nine do that? I can't no, remember. It's just no. a standard so That was a really mind-blowing yeah. thing because I just never even questioned why. Oh, yeah. The and there's rare. no reveal. They never say it's like a documentary or anything. Yeah. It's I weird. didn't go to film school. I, never, <laughs> I think it's also <laughs> never you just, you just why. But also, I mean, Modern Family does that too. Like, yeah, who, that's who true. Who the fuck's filming that? Yeah, that's true. Why it's would true. you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, does Brooklyn Nine-Nine have, in the same way that, like, you know, you have so much more of a plot in Parks and Recreation than you do The Office, do you think Brooklyn Nine-Nine builds on that even more, or is no. it... No. No, it's like an episode it's by episode, episode, episode thing. Yeah, sure. yeah like, it's very each different sitcom. episode is, like, a totally different situation. They'll have, like, but, I mean, arcs the... of character relationships yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, right, yeah. Well, well, we've set up, like, the, 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 the shows that we, the that we get on yeah, the Sherverse, the Unishers. Yeah, that's better. Uh, thank you so much. The Marvel Cinematic Show of <laughs> Universe. <laughs> <Universe. laughs> um, and now let's talk about the Good Place, which is, uh, yeah, like a, a very different format of show. Um, so episodic, absolutely episodic, and to the point where, like, I I can't, I can't see it being enjoyable if you watch it week to week. It I would make like zero sense. Yeah. There are so many rules, and there are so many. Well, no, I don't think. Like, I just think that because it, well, it's every, so high concept. Every episode leads ones. directly into the next one. Yeah, but also there are rules to the show too, and there are laws because it's not in a shitty government office or a paper selling office. Like, there are so many rules to this show. It's such a um, it's not a fantastical you know. show that I do think if you didn't watch it and learn the rules and the stuff, like it would be jarring. You'd be like, wait, is this heaven? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not. And it's you wouldn't get it. Like, you do need to watch it, I think, to get the full thing. And that's why it works in its nature. I just saw that everywhere else besides America, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. It's so, it's so and weird. we get it two hours after it's shown in the States. Right. See, I think I'd get bored if it wasn't in a like a binge viewing format. It would be mm. one of those shows that like... Because it's it would be so much harder to watch and I'd forget and get lost and then... I think I'd just end up not watching, like just so, stopping and forgetting and so not it's watching also, it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. This no. one isn't done with Greg Daniels either, who has been there for um, Parks and Rec in the office. Right. But the producers, he does it with a Joe Mande, which is such a funny guy. Yep. Who, um, stand up. Stand up and is in on like Kroll Show, was a writer for Kroll Show as well. And Megan Amram, who's like huge on Twitter. And massive. She was a big part of... Um, big writer uh, as well. Parks she, and Rec. I think she wrote for some... Uh, yeah, Parks and Rec and... 
did she write some Simpsons episodes? I think maybe not. Possibly, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like a lot of comedic, um, com- well-known comedic directors like Alan Yang does a lot of the episodes as well. Who who uh, does uh, Master of None, and he directed some of the Parks and Rec um, episodes too. Yeah, I probably did some Brooklyn Nine Nine stuff as well. Mm. Um, but so I think when I first started watching this show, which is uh, you know basically you meet um, Kristen Bell's character. Um, whose name is Aubrey Drake. Aubrey Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor. Eleanor. Um, And she's died. She's died. And she's she's in the afterlife. She um, is face to face with none other than... Michael. Michael, the big man. Which is weird. I was watching and I was like, oh, Michael was the lead character, the boss in the office. And it's also Michael Schur's name. Like, is that guy I think he's got? (laughs) Who's played by Ted Danson. Yeah. Who's a lovely... Kind guy. He absolutely is. In the um, start. Um, and, uh, you know, introduces her to this paradise that she's now a part of in her afterlife. The good place is yep. what it's called. Where very few and people get in. That's and right. And you go there and you meet your soulmate. And she's only there because she's been truly good in her life. And yep. all of her decisions has, have led her here to this. And as the episode continues, uh, she realizes that there's no way. That there's a mix up. There's been a mix up. She does not the belong wrong name. here. Someone else has the name. But she doesn't want to go to the bad place. And the entire first season is about her making sure that she can either learn to be good or just not be found out and be sent to the bad place. Yeah. And so the first few episodes, I don't think I laughed and I was fine with that. Yeah, I was the same. Because of the plot. Mm. Um, yeah, same. It was this and very, the performances I thought was yeah, so good. Yeah, very brain fluff kind of, I was just happy to be watching it before bed. I'd kind of turn my mind off it a little bit. It looked great too, like the it production looked, values yeah, are great. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It, it was a fun premise. like, other sitcoms like there's a lot of exterior shots yeah. and you don't get that a lot but where um where his other shows are so reliant on these like big performances mm. this one really held its cards close to like like you know if you look at the, the the main cast now at the end of the second season they're so much bigger than they were in those first few like, you know like yeah. one of them didn't even talk for like halfway through the first season yeah exactly yeah. um which meant like they NBC and et cetera had to take such a gamble where he's like, trust me on this. Because normally me, like you, you, you do a pilot and that's what you sell the show on. And th- there was a big trust, I think, in yeah. the show. So, so look, if, if you listen this far and you, and you have not watched it yet, we're going to go into spoilers pretty much from now onwards. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, be warned. Um, when did you guys, what point in the show did you realize, oh, this is actually something special? Because I think this is like, as far as like comedies go, I think this is like not quite on the level that Atlanta is an important comedy, but I think that like this is a a really really unique and, and different yeah. and, and and great show that I hope Netflix comedies or streaming comedies follow somewhat like like these high concept comedies. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing was for me when I I liked. I, I find anything that deals with the afterlife or angels and heaven, I find it really terrible and cringy. Right. So I love the fact that this show never not, mentions a religion. What or, about dogma? Well, besides my favorite movie, which I have the script tattooed director. on my back, <laughs> it's, I find it very hard and it's so, oh, you all know the Bible. It's like, well, no, we, I don't like, I don't get the jokes or the, the rules. So I love the fact it just is like, you have to accept the fact it's about the afterlife, but that's it. That's it. It's not about St. Peter or whatever and all these characters or gods and stuff. It just ignores it completely and it treats it so much like a factory or like a job application or something. Mm. I, I really appreciate that. Like 
stuff out the afterlife is so hard to do, but it does it so well, and um, you accept it because without it, the show wouldn't exist. But I think for me, I forget when it is, but it's when you start seeing the cracks in the show. It might have been cracks when, in, the, in the good place. You mean? Yeah, yep. like when uh, Janet, the like Siri with boobs. I think they call her Alexa with boobs or some busty Alexa or something. In one busty episode. Alexa is one of her elements <laughs> yeah. insults. Yes. I, when you learnt that there was a bad place or a medium place with Adam Scott and stuff, or when they killed her and she came back and it was different and you just saw there was cracks and that it wasn't actually a good place. Yeah. I, I think that for me was a where there were, yeah, I, I don't know when that wasn't it, but when, 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 that's when I thought, I was like, oh, this show's actually more than what I thought it was. Yeah. Like, there's something dark here. It isn't just about some, but like to me, I thought the show was about a girl towing the line pretending she was good and i was like okay that's the show then that's kind of such as we all know especially the end of season one like a bait and switch like that's not what the show's about at all yeah and Mm. it's such a like that ending of season one is so good we'll get to it in a moment i think but like that's an ending for a season that you would expect on like breaking bad or lost or lost like it's you've never had an ending like that on a sitcom before like, it never happens. Like, that kind of cliffhanger is not really, like, what Sher is super known for, I don't think. Like, that situation, like... Or comedies, or maybe, even. Maybe, just, yeah. like, comedy show. It's such a drama show technique. Yeah, yeah. To end on, like, a... Sure. Or a thriller or something. So, that was so crazy. Yeah, I can't think of many shows that have kind of, like, you know, flipped the concept that you've gotten used to on on their head. And a high and concept like of that. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And yeah. it's such a high concept, which they've invented. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think the moment that I was like, oh my God, this show is going to be great is, I, I think it is fairly early on. It's either at the se- end of the second or third episode when um, um, Jan Yu talks, who, is. Who, yeah, who is played by Manny Jacinto. Um, He's so re- great. Reveals that he is not in fact a silent Buddhist monk, monk that is in fact a DJ, an amateur DJ <laughs> from, from, from Jacksonville, Florida Jackson. <laughs> called Jason Mendoza. You know what I like? <laughs> I, said this to, I said it to Chloe while watching. I was like, I would just, I, I know there's a, there's a lot of, We'll talk about this too. I'm sure that this is set in the same universe as Parks and Recreation. Yeah, like ads on the back of the magazine for Jean Ralphio's like champagne and and stuff. But I just like, man, how good would, how how great would it be to see um, uh, Jason Jason and Andy from Parks and Rec hang out for an episode? Those guys would be so into each other's music and so encouraging. No, they would hate each other's music. That's why it'd be be entertaining. Like, can you see this guy? He's a DJ. He's so cool. He loves Andy. Loves Dave Matthews Band. Like, there's no way he would. I don't know. I think they're just gonna like a house on fire. I think it'd be so good because they're both dumb. They're the same character. Yeah, they're the same (laughs) character. So far, the only crossover actor Jason Man. Oh, and obviously Adam Scott from Adam Scott, and and then Jason Manzukis who plays the. Uh, Janet's Derek. boyfriend, Derek. yeah, Derek. and um, the guy that plays Sean is also um Captain Holt's boyfriend in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that actor. His husband. He's so yeah. He's so fucking dry. Yeah, he's so, so good. So good. Yeah, he's amazing. He plays pretty much the same character his, in the good he, place. Yeah, his evil he's laugh very, is yes. so good. Yeah, yeah. Sean, think, Sean, yeah. Um, <laughs> the evil devil. So Sean, have you guys got a favorite character? That we should, should we do this? Because I think all of. Wait, I, I want to tell my favorite um my moment. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry, yeah, of course. No, that's right. Sorry. Um, and, sorry? and then you can be firsties up. on favorite characters. Firsties. Yeah. Oh no. Um. So, happy, happy International Women's <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Fuck, this is my moment. The only this day that off. I get. This is a one-off. Um, okay, so my uh, the moment that I realized that 
I really, really liked the show was in, I think, the first episode when... So, like, obviously I love Veronica Mars and I love um, Kristen Bell, but just seeing Kristen Bell not be, like, that sort of, like, adorable, dorky... Like, instantly she was a shit fucking person. Yeah. And seeing her actually get to be comedic in that was yeah. awesome. She's totally like a, a slob dick at the start. Yes. Her Earth version is so rude. Totally. Like, making money off her friend for stealing her dress. For and sure. Stuff. That, that's yeah. where all the best jokes um, in those first few episodes for sure. come from. Yeah. 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 Um, but, like, I love seeing that. And I love seeing, like, again, in the Earth scenes where she's... Like, all of the jokes about her being a dick is not about her being a dick because she's a woman, uh, like, which is what what usually happens in those kinds of shows. Like, is she's just a dick because she's a shit person. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like, a guy she's in not that making role bad decisions. the same reasons. She, yeah, like, I read an article about this and it, it really, this sort of, like, comparison summed it up for me that she... Uh, like when she's going to go home and bone the hot bartender, like the joke isn't that she's going to like bo- go and bone the hot bartender and that's what makes her a shit person. What makes her a shit person is because she's the designated driver and yes. she's leaving her friends. Yeah. And like it's it's seeing like female characters like that be nuanced, not in like a girly show kind of way, like being that. Anyway. She's so well written. Yeah, she's so well written and seeing her finally her get that character is fucking awesome. And her current self. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a massive Kristen Bell Same. fan. Yeah. I, I once, love uh, her. I, actually, she's... I've I've celebrity sided her twice. I've eaten really, yeah. I've eaten uh, eaten brunch next to her in oh Palm God. Springs, what? and she was uh, eating with uh, her husband. Um, what Dax? Yeah, Dax. Dax they, Shepherd. Are they, are they still together? I think so. Oh, love is real. Yeah, no, they are. Dax yeah, they Shepherd. are real. Yeah, they were there. They were. They, were, they are real. We were mm. all eating um, oatmeal. Oh, at, that's at Palm nice. Palm Springs Resort. You ate oatmeal with Kristen Bell. Near, near Kristen with Bell. Veronica Mars and I was chill I didn't even look at him I was just like you yeah, were so Sarah chill herself. <laughs> this is a very potential name drop you ever said I almost told an Aziz story earlier oh wow oh, don't do that it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, International yeah. Women's Day bitch <laughs> Well, we were at a. We, I was at We've a already fashion, up Louis I was at a came. fashion party, and he asked me what camera I had. Um, then, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You wrote that babe.net story. Damn. Um, and okay, so my okay, my first moment in the good place where I realized that I really, really liked the show was when Ted Danson told the joke about how every religion got it like two percent right, That's just and so then great. it goes into the thing about the person who's gotten closest was this stoner kid in the seventies, yes. and he's and he his got like ninety. Picture. He's got a frame. He's like picture. most people maybe get one percent right, like, but he, he got, got like ninety. He got like ninety-seven percent right, and it's like I that I, every single person can relate to that. In it's such a fucking stupid joke, and I loved it. It and was and amazing. His, his face is still there. Yeah. It's just part of the set. Yeah. It's so wonderful. And it's so, like, the photo's so 70s is. as well. Who's the face? Whose face is it? He, it looks it familiar. Looks like Michael Schur almost pulling a face. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, just back on Chris and Bell. Um, yes. Because there's going to be no opportunities to talk about her at all for the rest of the episode. Obviously. Of course not. Um, have you ever watched the video of her? Yeah, I know. Singing? What you're going to say? Oh, no. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, oh, no. What are you going <laughs> to say? No, you say it. Okay, I was going to say the video of her, she does all three ages of Anna from Frozen singing Do You Want to Build a Snowman? No. Even though it's three different actors and she's one of them in the movie. Yeah. It's her performing live and she sings them wow, all. Wow, as like the kid. And she does such an incredible job of de-aging herself. That's so to, amazing. To, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say when... Also, Anna is a million times better than Elsa in every single way. 
Which one's Elsa? Elsa's the ice queen with the frozen powers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the other one's way better. Elsa's a bitch. Anna's the hero of Frozen, in my opinion. She is. I thought she was. That's the point, right? I don't know if you... I mean, you you never see kids dressed as Anna. Yeah, it's rude to redheads. And (laughs) she's redhead, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mine was the video where her husband took her to a sloth place and she started crying. (laughs) Yeah. And that she is freaks an extremely out. good video. And oh, she's really? like crying because she finds him so cute. She's just like, oh, awesome. doesn't know what to do. And is like looking at the camera bawling. <laughs> I thought you guys <laughs> like that video. Sobbing into it's a the really camera. good video. Yeah, she's really good. Everything about her is extremely good. Is she your favorite character though, Chloe? Um, Sorry, does she play your favorite character? I love Tahani. Mm-hmm. Tahani might be my favorite character. But she's well. maybe the goofiest character by oh the my... end of the second season. But too. she has some of the funniest one-liners. Yes. I laugh most the of name the dropping. stuff she says. Fuck, she's funny. Yeah, like her timing and the fact is so that the, good. Like the most statuesque, gorgeous woman can get she's some of the funniest one-liners without it being like a thing is See, amazing. Like, that's she's like amazing. her first acting stuff, really, and she was a VJ on. Like the UK's Are music channel, that yeah. yeah wow. And I was reading about it. I was doing like before we'll talk about this reading about stuff. And she was in like a car accident that, that almost killed her. Whoa! Recently, and had to learn how to walk over a few years again and stuff. And just like crazy. Also, she's really funny on social media. Jamelia very, Jamil. Like, I think yeah. she's my favorite on it. Just that her, video of her whose concert she was. I think. Oh, she was, at Kendrick in London she, recently. Yeah, she was at a Kendrick concert, and she just like kept captioning things that everyone was so happy to see her, and like she's all like, these I can't believe everyone's here the way. for me, and they're not. It's like yeah. staring at the stage. Kendrick, Kendrick is behind her. Like, yeah, it was like very. I think she's she was ridiculous. Jane Blake's girlfriend. James Blake. Yeah. Wow. Is she really? Mm. Oh, they're both so tall. It's extremely funny. <laughs> uh, I think she could be my favorite, but also <laughs> that's I really, what love is. <laughs> I really like season two, Michael. Yeah. I, yeah, Michael's season probably, two. Michael's Mike, so good when he's now like the the the, the other shoe has dropped. And but I is, wonder how much of that relies on my just general love for Ted Dance. Well, he, yeah, I think he was fair. great in the first one, Little but the second bit man. where he's got the evil yeah stuff, but he's trying really hard, and he's like, "I had dropped clues, and we're friends," and he's like, "You guys are my friends now," and like just that development, I think, has been. Super interesting. But Angus, in season one, you got to see him kick a dog into the sun. <laughs> like, true. Are you kidding me? That was amazing. It's true. I don't know. I think I like Tahani the most. Just her lines. She's and so the, funny. Like, something we haven't really seen on TV before. Like, you got to, again, this look at the office and Parks and Rec, and then you look at this, and it's such a diverse cast, even like all of the actors in The Good Place. Yeah. Are generally, you know, even like the other Eleanor and stuff. Like, there's so many yeah. non. What I, I love is that by the end of the season, season one, they have explained to you how flawed all these other um, characters that you assumed were perfect yeah. and yeah. belonged in the good place. Like obviously, um, uh, Gianu, Gianu is is, yeah. is very easy to to, yeah. to, to out. But yeah. when um, I think I, I love when what they do with Chidi's character, character where it's oh, yeah. his realization. I think like you, like I, obviously Tahani has the same realization. But I think it's a lot stronger. We were told they were such good people and we're led to yeah. believe so. Then you find out that, no, their flaws are like probably His the most human flaws as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're probably the flaws that are the most relatable. Like no one's as much as a jerk really as Eleanor. Like you wouldn't be able to get through life. And Jason's kind of just like that dummy a kind of dance yeah. character. But the other two are so real. Like you can go through your whole life being very nice, whatever, but being so indecisive that that's a bad trait. Yeah. And then it- also hers where she's just like doing stuff maybe Tahani's is probably the most relatable one where you do stuff because you think it's the right thing to do and you're not doing it for that reason you're doing it to make yourself 
feel good because, you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and that those two are the most human like bad traits I think it's Cheaties and Tahani's for sure but it, like it's the ones that like really like hit you emotionally as well like because I feel like this show is like so I, I started watching this I watched the first couple of episodes without Angus which he was really mad at me about because I actually <laughs> forgot that we talked about it so and many he was times. Yeah, no, can we, so can, many... actually can we have a little sidebar what are your television rules because I I'm I can't watch Anything without no, nah, we're wife. the same. Well, I yeah. know, but Chloe doesn't. Not because of it. her reaction. No, Chloe watched don't, all we're of not Brooklyn this Nine. Argument on, no, no Chloe watched like all of Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's the reason I haven't finished it because she just went through. She just watches sh- shows like nothing. Else. I'm home a lot more than you, though. It's true. Yeah, but yeah, also the there's heaps deal. of stuff to watch. There is. Be <laughs> likes watching period dramas, so she watches them when I'm out. Uh, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but <laughs> we watch that together now too. So it's. Chloe I have nothing. watches stuff <laughs> and heaps faster. But in all fairness, I did legitimately when he when I called him and I was like, "Oh, I'm watching this show called The Good Place," and Angus is like, we "What the fuck? Like we've we, we spoken about this so many times." And I I, I played the entirety of Kingdom Hearts one without Bianca. That's that's that's, that's cold. Can you believe we're still together? It's crazy, <laughs> rude. But no, we tend to watch everything together. Yeah, but sometimes people do it faster and. Um, the, other I'm so just, sorry. the other person just stops. No, so, I forgot what I was saying. Even though I want to give a shout out to the the actor who plays, what's his name, Manny Jacinto, who plays yeah, um, Jason. Jason, who I think is like the closest thing to Tom, Tom Haverford. Uh, totally. But in, also uh, Andy. And, and, well, yeah, totally. But I think his performance is like, he, he has the, probably the toughest job yeah. um, in that he has to play a fucking idiot. And a monk. <laughs> and in, in very sweet, endearing, but believable way. Yeah. yeah. And I think he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the writing Absolutely. plays a big part in that too. Like, but like, you know, when he brings up tidbits from his past life, I guess in a similar way, Owen Tahani does it as well. Yeah. Mm. That's some, He's a ridiculous, just like about moments. jalapeno poppers and like But that's weird a really shit sweet moment between him and Janet where he teaches her what jalapeno poppers are. Yeah. And he's like, I well. knew that Janet, one. So Janet's I my love favorite, Janet. Janet's oh my, my favorite God. character. Yeah. So Janet, that, that's, like, what, that's what I was headed towards. I think hers is the best performance, like to play that straight, smiley, helpful oh person God. the whole time. Did you And still manage to be funny. Did you see the actress tweet the other day when someone wrote a story about The Good Place and they called her a robot? And she's like, not, not a, robot, a robot. Not a robot. <laughs> not a, robot. <laughs> not a girl. he's like, sorry, a girl. Not <laughs> a girl. <laughs> like, she's so, so amazing. Good. Yeah, Janet rules. Her yeah. Her, 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 she's Darcy Carden. I, yes. What she's else like is, a UCB person, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was originally, I was reading, um, she was going to be another person that was in The Good Place in the original script and she had the same name. She was called Janet and she was there for doing something. Right. But then they turned her to this like Siri character. She could not be more perfect. Like she I rules. love her more than anything in the world. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She 100%. was Gemma in Broad City. Yes, she was. Yes. Because I, I, I knew I'd seen her in something. It yep. was, I've, I've been really struggling with that, even though I can like look it up, but I just don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, I think the, when, you know, as she becomes more and more human. Yeah. It's that, that's. Just played so well by her and and bad so Janet, bad Janet. Is, yeah. She farts yeah. and calls everyone a dink. A dink. I've started using the word dink. Fat dink. Just such a bizarre insult. But when she, when when good Janet has to pretend to be bad Janet, yeah, it's yeah. so and good. She's I, like, I all right, I was you, like, it's you, her to work. You butts. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know how to talk. Look at this. Uh, yes, come over Darcy Carden was cast in as Janet Della. Denuzio, a violent salesperson with a checkered past. Oh. Though the character was completely reworked. She retained her first name. Wow. She's yeah, so right. amazing. Yeah, she's great. She ru- she is yeah, she is the big takeaway. She's my favorite. 
I love when yeah. she gets rebooted as well and she just keeps bringing cactuses. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. She, he's like, can I have a notepad? He's like, yeah, here you go. It's he's not just a like, cactus. If you hand me a file, if you, if you hand me another cactus, not a file. <laughs> Fuck, it's so amazing. The, She's like, uh, nope, definitely have a file. Definitely have definitely a file. file. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just that, that permanent smile on How her hard face. is it? Like, oh, yeah. it must be hard to it do might, that role. Her face must physically hurt by the end of shooting day. I know. I, I just kind of, I think that must be just her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah God, I hope She's so. She's so lovely. Yeah. yeah. Janet rules as well. Janet's another, like, contender for best character. They're all, but the thing, like, there isn't a bad character in the no. cast. There it's is, so enjoyable. There's no Brandanowitz in the, in no, the cast. They're, <laughs> they're not getting rid of, like, yeah, Tahani for season <laughs> and, and, two and replacing. And this is the core cast since the first episode. Yeah, yeah. And for sure. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't know how, if the, if, if the biggest point of difference is this is, is this has all been so pre-written. I have a feeling it is. Like, it sounds like like there is a not an ending inside, but it sounds like there is total like this is the season where this happened. Second season was well, we haven't even said what the big twist is. Like uh, they obviously discover that this is a act. They are in the bad place, and it was an experimental uh, bad place where instead of being tortured by demons or whatever as they, they normally tor- are, the humans they torture, torture themselves. themselves yeah. And everyone in there is an actor from the bad place except for the four leads, which is so crazy. I also love all of the um. Like when you, when the demons bring up what the their roles are, yes. like and they were just like, I miss like twisting blah, like yeah. you know, like yeah. Well, I, one of my favorite one is the hot dogs of, thing. Like it's yes. bizarre. Like all of those little and when things. You see I them love. out of their skin, the human skins. <gasps> yeah, and they're just like the fire huge, people. Like demons. <laughs> it's um, great. One character that I loved and and she hasn't been in it for a while is Vicky. Yes, I love Vicky. Um, who 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 is you know first introduced good to us as, as good. Oh, Eleanor. good Eleanor. Yeah, yeah. good Eleanor is great. Yeah, yeah. And then she really wants to be Australian in the second season. That's right. <laughs> and like gives herself a limp and is trying to like she's like a desperate actor trying to yeah she's like a she's really great. I loved uh, yeah. And second season obviously was them in the bad place. Yeah. And you realize that they're in the bad place. It looks like this third season might be them on Earth. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that, that back. I, I, I thought that was such a... Because I was like, what are they going to do for the final episode of season two? Yeah. I mean, yeah. also shout outs to Maya Rudolph as incredible. Oh my God. <gasps> oh my God. I can't believe it's Who loves that Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, is that that? He's like, no, that's a coaster for my cup. I need it. This is <laughs> <laughs> They're talking to a fucking burrito. <laughs> I love it so much. Maya Rudolph is so... I hope she comes back. I hope she's like... Yeah. She's so good in it. That was... I missed my real on television. What yep. a joy to I watch her! Two episodes went enough. Times. <laughs> as the like, what she's like the judge, the the, the final judge who decides. We've got to get more of her because she plays a big role in the decision to send yep. them back to Earth. Yeah, is yeah. she looking at the ticker tape? Or also, is it Janet I think Michael? it's Janet looking yeah. at the ticker tape. But stuff. no, but she also does say she's like, but I can stop it at any time. Right, she'll be so in it for sure. Surely she has to be in it again. She's so good. Yeah, she I was miss amazing. my Rudolph on TV. And also, um, Mindy Sinclair. <laughs> Mindy Singh, yeah, we're speaking about great. it today. We're just what a character trait. Like I masturbate and watch porn and do coke. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, I love that moment where you realize that they're sending Derek to her. Yeah, it's just so it's great. So and he's like, she's like, get in here. <laughs> and then when when What's bad when he's talking through Alice. bad Janet, and you can just hear the wind chimes yeah. going. <laughs> yes, that's right. She was like one of the best oh my things. God, you know, I love this show. It's the, so amazing. Uh, Mar- Maribeth Monroe. She was one of the best. She was the boss in Workaholics. Like, oh yeah, she's right. so good, yeah. a- Alice, and she was so great in that. Yeah, and so I, I, what I love about this is that it instead of I mean, I feel like all of his shows, most comedies, like you know, the, the, those first few episodes definitely have teething problems. But what I love is that, like, even though the jokes weren't 
as strong as they are now in those first few episodes, the show knew what it was from the start. Yeah. Yep. It knew who the characters were and it knew what the story was going to do. Mm. And at no point do you feel like it's, you know, rewriting itself or like kind of going, oh, no, this is working. We'll do this instead. That's why um, it's so shocking it's, it's when you really learn it's on cable. No, on free to wear in the NBC, States. Yeah. And it's not a Netflix written show where like you assume every script is written and then yeah. like a Stranger Things or something. Whereas basically shot like concurrently without breaks in between and writing. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Mm. It's so serialized. I have a question. Yeah. Who is your favorite death? Oh, Who okay. has your favorite death? So, okay, so Cheedy gets crushed by an air conditioning unit. Yep. yep. Um, Eleanor gets crushed by the shopping trolleys. shopping trolleys. Tahani, a statue of a sister, crushes her. Lots of, lots of crushing. Everyone, yeah. gets, crushed. Oh, Everyone uh, gets crushed. No, except Jason, for Jason suffocates gets, in, in a, a, um, a safe. safe. Jason wins. <laughs> he suffocates in a no, safe. My, my favorite um, line is when he has he he reveals that he has had a scuba mask on, That's like right. a snorkel, and he's like, "And I've just realized why that didn't work." <laughs> Yeah, Jason's for sure. They're no, trying to rob a bank. my favorite death is Janet's. Like when she dies, when, she when they press the button and, and she oh, pleads for her cool. life. Oh, no, stop it. Don't do this. <laughs> These are my beautiful children. <laughs> it's so oh, good. She's so amazing. Janet rules. Yeah, yeah. she's incredible. Um, all right, who do you guys ship? Like, which, which is your favorite relationship so far that we've gotten and who would you rather? Uh, it won't last, but I like Chidi and um, Tahani. Cheedy and Tahani. No, sorry. Uh, Jason, Jason Tahani. No, see, I'm Tahani. such a ja- Janet Jason forever. Oh, me too. It was that really... W- that was... When he ripped his sleeves off at his wedding, it was I loved that. Yeah, and I love <laughs> that she so just great. went along with it because he was so kind to her. Yeah, yeah but there's... Yeah. Like, she's doing that for everyone well. else. It's like her. You, like, I just can't trust it after seeing her. No, because she's... <laughs> which she's, I know you haven't seen, which is on our list to watch. Oh, yeah. With the AI. Like, I'm just like... Not an man, AI. Well, she's not a robot. <laughs> she's not a girl. She actually not is a an robot. AI. <laughs> she is that, and you know, I don't want to say it then because Chloe hasn't seen her. But it just makes me like, you can't. No, just don't go there. It's not. It's not real. No, no it's but so she's real. learning. She's learning how to she's love. Learning, yeah. But there's heaps of Janets, and, and she's. T- but, but there's been heaps of Jasons. Anyone else can be calling her, and she's talking to them as well. It's just I, I'm a little uneasy with that. No, I love it so much when um. Jason doesn't get that Michael isn't Janet's dad. <laughs> and he, 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 and Janet is just sitting there with frozen yogurt. And he's like, is it that person standing there also wearing a wedding ring? And she, oh my God, it's a fucking amazing. Yeah, Jason he does just get doesn't a lot get of it. Lines. And I, I think Chidi and Eleanor's relationship is awesome. And I, I, I do I, too. I love that, you know, them being good relies on them being together. Yeah. yeah. And Chidi's it's another really character you don't really see played by a man or something on a show. I thought, like, a uh, super intellectually, like, philosophical person who's not... I don't know. He's not Like, like emotionally a strong... stunted. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I can't remember seeing a character quite like that. No. he's It's a very unique character. So, that's, he's played by William Jackson Harper, who apparently was in 30 Rock once or twice. Mm. Um, he's got lots of TV... He's, oh, he's, oh, sorry, he's in one episode of 30 Rock. But I just... He... he for someone that has had you know, patchy television appearances um, here and there over the years. I just think he's such an incredibly gifted, comedic and dramatic actor. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's so, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they and were really I, I lucky to find him. If he falls in the same show. same realm as um, uh, Jim, the woman who plays Tahani. Yeah. Just like, you know, younger, more limited actors who are able to stand up and, and act as well as, you know, Ted Danson and, and Chris. Totally, Bell, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. 
like um yeah total career actors just standing alongside them yeah it's such a good cast isn't it mm-hmm. i just wish season three was out yeah, yeah as soon as well, i finished we'll, it the, especially because we finished one and two and like yeah fortnight. yeah yeah i felt a sense of emptiness um so why don't we make a few predictions Sure. Um, that we're definitely going to get wrong. But I mean, no predictions, just where you want the show to go. Because the last thing we saw was, uh, well, and I love that it's in Australia. Yeah, um, Eleanor coming to Australia. Well, you know what's really interesting? This show is already, to me, has a bit of a like, comedic leftovers, version yes, of The Leftovers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. season three of The Leftovers is set in Australia. And it's the same thing. It's like people finding each other. I don't know. I don't think any TV show has ever done Australia. Like no American show has ever done Australia as well as The Leftovers. No, but I mean, that's what I'm like when they were saying this is what's going on in season three. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, I'm getting like Leftovers. Why is he studying in Brisbane? I have two. What is that? I have two episodes of season one left of Leftovers. And B doesn't want to watch it. B doesn't care what happens. Damn it. Her loss. She, uh... It stresses her out so much because she can't watch it before bed. That's wow. fair. So when the fuck else can... Unless we get up at 4am and watch it before we start our day. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'm going to I'm gonna watch it without... without. Uh, see, what what we think is going to happen this season? Well, yeah, so yeah. We, I think we, we spend like four episodes with them not together and then by the end of like the fifth episode, the main cast will be together on Earth. Like they'll have to... I think the test is... We, we haven't even told what it is. I think it's that they would find each other well, the test is that they that they that they be if they, if they have not died, will they will they turn that near death experience into a good? Yeah, and become good. I just wonder how they're going to kill them all again to be able to. Yeah, it won't last. Oh god, totally. Yeah, and I wonder how how are we going to see Jason and Tahani? That's well, I think we'll yeah. see everyone separate, but they will. Everyone you will get. Maybe it would be great if you get an episode of each person. That's what I'm thinking. Because yeah. again, that's what I was saying with the leftovers, as you know. The leftovers will have like four core characters, and each four episodes is yeah, the same totally. time. But f- well, you know this too. Yeah. But, but more so as it goes on, right? It does that too, mm. and like it'll only end up being like an episode, eight season episode. So it's just like almost two days over four different points of view. So I think we're going to get that with the last episode being Eleanor's point of view. I reckon the next one's going to be Chidi's, yeah. Jason's. Well, and I mean, Tahani's. the good place has already done that. Like each episode was like about each of their deaths, totally kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's going to do that. And then at the end, they'll meet that next person. And yeah. I think they'll all be together by like episode four or five. Okay. Now forget what happens in the season. Yeah. Chloe, what do you think the cliffhanger for the end of season three is going to be? <laughs> What's the twist? What's the twist? Um, oh, God. Maybe they go to the bad place. The bad, the bad place or the good place? Maybe they go to a bad place because none of them succeeded in being good. I don't know. I this this show fucks me up too yeah. much. I I'll, don't know. We have to I'll, go to the other bad places. We haven't seen that yet. We've yeah. heard so we've only seen the museum and like hallways and stuff. Like we've got to see Adam Scott. We've got to see yeah. more of that like jerky place. I'm so interested in seeing what the actual good place is and if it even exists. Of course, that's going to yeah. be like. <clears throat> That'll come up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just the, the workings of this, of the, the presence of the afterlife. And yeah. I love learning more about like the, you know, the not demons, demons that Ted Danson wants. Yeah. Or yeah. still is. Yeah. The architects. Him, the him architects. becoming more and more human. And it's, yeah, it's, I wonder if he'll, ha- if there, if other demons will try and be like Michael. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He can stage a mutiny. <laughs> That's um, very demon-like. 
and and also yeah, learning more about the Janet units, <gasps> yeah, and who created them. Oh, maybe Janet has to, to go home explore. to the Janet place and then to get repaired. To get repaired, and then she won't be human Janet. Anymore. You know what? I just realized this show is a lot like Futurama. Yeah, there's a lot of Futurama. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And um, yeah, obviously not from a plot point of view, but yeah, ca- yeah, character-wise yeah. and mm. the high concept. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, robot. That's fair. Not yeah. robots. Not a robot. Not a robot. <laughs> not a girl. <laughs> uh, so that is the good place. I assume everyone who's listening has, is watching. The great place. The great... Wow. Yeah. We, we took this from a good place to a great place. We found love in an episode of The Good Place. We did. It's beautiful. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hey Fam. Chloe Sargent, you've been busy as heck lately creating content. Yes. Uh, what, are some, what are some recent things? I, I watched a video of you talking about the best way to watch the Mardi Gras parade the other day. Yeah, I did my first video With for featuring work. a costume change? Yeah, I got all um, dragged up, which was cool. I did my own makeup in a toilet at work, <laughs> which was um, not the best. But it was fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the... Uh, did the video and um, now I'm writing about International Women's Day. So, happy International Women's Day, you guys. And if you would like a, a playlist of music that will... Um, what, what, was your, what was your description? Oh, yeah. So, I'm uh, writing a piece about um, like female and femme um, empowerment. Like empowerment anthems. So, ladies, if you are... <laughs> Let's, Let's go, go girls. girls. <laughs> Do not test me, Levens. I will fuck you up on this game. Um, She's playing. <laughs> There's massive Shania Twain playing Australian tour posters around Sydney. Yeah. Oh I God. drove past one the other day and was like, <laughs> Shania Twain. And then a woman I was like, you know, I'd really like to go to that. Absolutely. Who would not like to go to that? I could with seeing from this moment performed live there. Yeah. I would fucking kill someone for that. Yeah, we should go. Do you want to go? I'm, I'm, all right, do it. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. We'll get her on the pod. Okay. We'll talk about we'll the, we'll the, on the, pod. On the pod. Great. We need to know about her Michael Scherthertz. <laughs> um, and yeah, the majority of your writing can be found at SBS. Yes. SBS.com.au. Um, and uh, you can find Chloe online. At Chloe Sarge is her username. It is. Um, now, if you would like to support Angus and I, we're about to record uh, an episode of our radio show, Hey FM, yes. in which we go through our favorite video game music of 2017. Yes. Um, and if you can hear that over at patreon.com slash heyfam. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash heyfampodcast, or online on Twitter, uh, individually, at Changus is Angus, and I'm at levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Find your son at movie premieres looking for Lego boxes. The yeah, other guest right. of today's show. Yeah, um, maybe I should. I should probably register at Archie Levens, the big man. The big at yeah at the big man, <laughs> the big cheese. Um, I have a couple other podcasts if you'd like to check them out. Um, one of them is about comic books called Serious Issues, and uh, I really want to push another podcast that I started uh, more recently called Old Raps. Um, Angus, I'm not sure if you've listened to the most recent episode. I listened to the Wakanda one. Well, yeah. the Black Panther I'm one. really, really proud of that one. It's, it's great. all about uh, Oakland 1992 music, uh, which is uh, based off the opening scene of Black Panther. So if you want to look up old raps, um, you can find my music podcast. Just me talking about old rap music and playing full songs. It's a real fun... It's again, another radio show. It's Podcasts another radio dead, show. everybody. Radio shows that you get through podcast services. That's the future. The complicated future. We love quotas. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Chloe, do you want to tell our listeners to enjoy their morning? Enjoy your morning. Thank you so much. And with that, perfect. Hey! <laughs>
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.